Welcome to another fun-filled Monday edition of Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. <laughs> Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny Score McGee on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, wherever it's at. Apple iTunes Store, the Google Play, or Amazon. Wherever you get your apps, make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch up on our, any of our other five live shows. If you miss them, you can download that Sports Zone Chicago app and watch and listen to any of our previous shows, including this one, Second City Sports. And speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. And if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor, to listen to the audio version of Second City Sports. And speaking of War Media, you can follow those guys on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WARR Media. Once again, at WARR Media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, and subscribe, and tell your friends. And we're on the project, and we have very definite opinions. Mm. Lakina, let's kick this um, Monday edition of Second City Sports off with some Monday night football action as we preview uh, tonight's action between the Chicago Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's at 7.15 on ESPN. For those of you uh, listening to us locally in Chicago, for those of you that don't have cable, parentheses, you, that game will be aired on WGN <laughs> via the VS, ESPN feed. Facts. <laughs> but some more facts coming into tonight's game, Lakina. Pittsburgh has won their last three in a row. They are four and three on the season, while the Bears are two games under 500 at three and five. Lakina, we talked about this when we picked our games with Christine on Friday. The Bears have a lot of work to do. We saw some promising signs last week against the San Francisco 49ers. Justin Fields clearly had his best game of the year. It looks like David Montgomery will be available to play tonight, but Third-string quarterback Nick Foles is out due to personal illness reasons. Khalil Mack is, will be out. A couple of guys or key guys will be out as well for the Bears tonight. It's just that defensively, they have to do a whole lot more than what people normally expect from them because their stars are going to be out tonight to to hammer home and ben, put pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. Because right now, as we said on Friday, I don't see it. And it doesn't mean they can't have a good game. They could all surprise us tonight. It's the uh, the great unknown. But they they have to have the performance of their life to be the mediocre Steelers team tonight. Well, someone's got to give here for this. I think, you know, the Steelers haven't been the Bears. I think since Jerome Bettis was like the starting running back there. I remember and, that game too, back yeah. in 05. And that was when yep. the Steelers won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, they actually yep. lost. Yeah, the Bears actually beat them that year. And, you know, the Steelers have actually had a good record at home on Monday Night Football since 1990. And I think they've won like 19 straight, I heard somewhere. Mm -hmm. So someone's got to give tonight. And and look, I mean, look, can the Bears, you know, beat the Steelers? Sure. I mean, you know, ben, Big Ben is not how, you know, how he used to be. And, you know, they got a good running back in the rookie Najee Harris. So mm -hmm. I think he, I think as he goes, so does the offense. Maybe he'll be able to expose some of that. You know, the, the pass run, you still got Cam Hayward and Devin Bush. And, of course, TJ Watts, you know, 
you know, he's, I think he leads the league in sacks right now or mm-hmm. like takeaways and such. So he's, you know, you got to, you know, good luck to the Bears online for having to deal with him. And I think, look, I think the, the, the key is going to be the running game. I feel like if, like if David Montgomery said a hundred percent and, you know, he'll be able to play tonight and you got, you got a really good backup in Herbert in, in the, in the backfield, especially if he's not, you know, if, if he's still, you know, still a bit rusty, mm-hmm. you know what? I think, you know, look, I think look, the Bears could pull it out, but will they, that's a whole nother story. I mean, Hines feel, you know, the place is going to be rocking, you know, Justin, you know, Justin Fields, you know, he'll, he had his best game of the season, you know, last week against the 49ers, a losing effort. But look, this could be one of those other those, those ugly games, you know, nine, six and those type of things. So, and, and you know, of course, we're not going to have the Manny cast today. So tonight, so, you know, right. we'll be able to, <laughs> I look, I love, I would love to see Peyton and Eli sort of like yell and, you know, almost, you know, Eli almost swearing about, you know, the Bears offense and whatnot, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, Max still isn't going to play. So that's going to be a big, you know, that that's going to be a big loss. You know, we'll see how Robert Quinn does, you know, trying to defend, you know, Harris. So look, this could be another one of those ugly, like nine, six type of games. So that's just how, this is how crazy it is. They're kind of even, I would say the Steelers are a little bit better, but not by much, you know, look, look the world, a lot of strange things happen the rest of the weekend in the NFL. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but you know, could, you know, Ben Roethlisberger have his best, you know, best game in years against the Bears, you know, when, throw for three or four touchdowns? Sure. Could Justin Fields get a couple of touchdown passes and a touchdown, a rushing touchdown? Sure. You know, could we get a pick six? You know, could the defenses, could we get a TJ Watt pick six or maybe, you know, Robert Quinn strip sack? I mean, who knows? There are so many, like, things that could happen in this game tonight. If you want to comment on any of our topics during today's show between now and 2 o'clock, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll or do anything stupid, Lakina will give you the Beer Lane Beer boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love saying that. But you guys have been great to us, so keep the questions and comments coming. Uh, as we take a look at the numbers for tonight's game, uh, um, ranking-wise, uh, in terms of offense, the Bears are ranked dead last, while Pittsburgh ranks second from last, so they're a spot above the Bears. In total defense, the Bears are ranked ninth, while the Steelers are ranked at number two. In passing, the Bears are dead last, and the Steelers are ranked 29th. In terms of rushing, the Steelers are dead last, and the Bears are ranked number eight in the National Football League. Lakina, you talked about the running game uh, for Pittsburgh and Najee Harris. He had a good game last week. He had, a, uh, had the, the, a touchdown to seal the win at Cleveland last week. Uh, he's had some good moments here and there throughout the season, but just reading those numbers to you and looking at it right before the show, uh, I was shocked that the, uh, that the Steelers' uh, rushing attack overall was dead last in the league. I, I found that... I found that to be surprising. You figure that Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin would have some better results than that because, as you mentioned, Ben Roethlisberger is old. Uh, he doesn't have any more terms of mobility himself. So and we saw this last year when they went 11-0, the softest 11-0 start in NFL history. They leaned on the uh, running the ball more, and it has, they had bigger plays uh, passing-wise last year than they do this year. But you would figure that the the rushing attempts would the rushing yards would be more consistent for the, for the Steelers, but it hasn't been up to this point this year. Now on the flip side for the Bears, David Montgomery should return tonight. If that's the case, he will probably get the bulk of the carries. And Khalil Herbert, who did he who did a nice job filling in for Mr. Montgomery, he should get uh, the backup carries tonight. If you're the Bears, you run, 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 
uh, until the Pittsburgh Steelers defense breaks. And, and, and that's going to give Justin Fields more confidence to throw downfield. You, you see he's been more confident in doing that the last couple of weeks. And hopefully the tight ends will show up again. He's, he started to see that a little bit last week. I want them to do that again, just a little bit more consistency tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, look, look, I think you still got, look, you still got Terrell Edmonds. You got Mika Fitzpatrick. So that those those matchups are going to be very very uh interesting, you know, especially with the tight end. So again, will they be used well? I think that's a whole nother thing. So mm-hmm. we look, Mad Maggie's back to you know back on the sidelines, so call in place. So um, like I said, I'm not really expecting too much, but you know, you never know. Yeah, hopefully, what we expect from the Bears' defense is some turnovers. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, as we mentioned, Khalil Mack is out tonight. A couple other guys is out as well. I know Eddie Jackson is is questionable tonight. Uh, the safety that uh, for the Bears that uh, he was injured on the second play of the game last week against the 49ers. But you would think that you could get home on Ben Roethlisberger. You would think at least two sacks. I know that uh, I know the the Bears defense is up there still in the top ten in the league despite all the injuries. But you you would think that you could sack Ben Roethlisberger at least two times tonight. Can I at least get that? Well, like I said before, it's going to come down to the running game. I mean, with, remember, Juju Smith-Schuster's done for the year. So, you know, they've been, you know, riding you know, on the coattails of Harris. So you got to think that he got to, you know, I'm sure their, their, their game plan is probably going to be the same thing. You know, just give the ball to Harris and, you know, just, just keep it moving and, you know, try to wear down the Bears' defense because you can Look, you you can you'll know, go through your know, cuts and runs. I mean, all the running backs you know the last couple of games have showed you. So you know you'll be able to do that, especially with Mac not being there again tonight. So you know, look, I look, like I said before, it's going to come down to the running game. And then look, we may look. I think could you know could Big Ben you know, kind of expose how bad that secondary is for the Bears? You know, they they probably he probably can. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? But yeah, like, well, let's just hope that I said it before. You know, they're not, they won't get blown out. Like, I picked the Steelers, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Like I said before, it could come down to, you know, a last possession or something like that. So I'm not, like, I'm not really expecting anything too wild. But again, you know, week nine has been very uh, crazy in the NFL with some of these games, you know, yesterday. So, you know, anything could happen. But, you know, look, it's Monday Night Football. So something's got to give tonight. Yeah, this will be Justin Fields' first uh, primetime start as a starter in the NFL. If you, we expect it to be ugly close, you just close no matter how it looks. I think it will come down to special teams. Cairo Santos, I know he missed his first extra point in a while in the Bears uniform last week, but his field goal streak is still intact. And Jaquim Grant, a.k.a. Devin Hester Jr., wannabe, do you think Do you think that we can expect a big return from him tonight? You never know. <laughs> Yeah, it's decent. It looks like Boswell is going to be back tonight as well, especially at that shot he took last week against the Browns. Yeah. But he should be back tonight. I mean, you know, Ray Ray McLeod. I mean, could it come down? Especially is a pretty good veteran, you know, return specialist for the Steelers. So it could look. It could it could come down to special teams too. You know, play some of the ball, field position. So again, you, you just you just don't know. I mean, could it get ugly? Yeah, of course it can. You know, could it come down to a, a field goal? Sure, but. Again, look, you know, when these, these two teams really play, they only play each other every couple of years. So, you know, I'm not like really expecting anything too, too big. You know, I, I like, I think, you know, Fields is getting better and better each week, which is what you want. So, if he mm-hmm. can avoid, you know, getting sacked, which look, if you can have TJ Watt and, you know, Hayward, Cam Hayward, you know, chasing you around, you know, that's <laughs> you're yeah. doing a good accomplishment there. So, 
you know, like I said before, I mean, like I think the Steelers, especially the way the division is set up, you know, I think you know, they're four or three. They feel like they can still you know, make a run at it. So, again, you never know. So let, let's move on here, Sid, because I'm like, I don't, like I said, I don't want to be, you know, spending all my time talking, you know, Bears, Steelers, because <laughs> it, it's all just, right. uh, you got two historic franchises. It's going to get rated, rated high. It's going to get good ratings. So it'll probably be the highest rated game of the season, I'm sure. So I'm not, like, yeah, all that other stuff is just, you know, whatever right. <laughs> you're listening to second city sports on the monday right here on sports zone chicago we're live and in living color sydney brown here with you along with lakina mcgee lakina let's move over to week nine uh, of the nfl as far as the games um that took place yesterday and speaking of the afc north the cleveland browns as i told you on friday they would do they destroyed the cincinnati Bengals 41 to 16 joe burrow had a rough day for the Bengals. The second-year quarterback out of the LSU, he was 28 of 40 for 282 yards and two interceptions. Nick Chubb for Cleveland ran the ball 14 times, 137 yards and two scores. Donovan Peoples-Jones, two catches, 86 yards, and they score. And also, too, one of those interceptions that Joe Burrow threw, his name escapes me for the moment. For the moment, but the uh, Den Denzel Ward, sorry. Denzel, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Also, yeah. Denzel was a ward. Yeah, 99-yard yeah, yeah, yard. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And that's what set the tone early uh, for that Cleveland defense. Uh, as we talked about early in the season, Lakina, Cleveland's defense that was actually good, especially that secondary. Uh, it struggled for the past few weeks, uh, but they rebounded yesterday to take a big win on the road in the division. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that was a little bit surprising that they were able to, you know, pull it out. Nick Chubb had 137 yards and two touchdown rushes. You know, Baker, you know, didn't. You know, hasn't let that shoulder bother him. He threw for 218 yards and two touchdowns. So, and look, five sacks for that Browns defense and, you know, like that pick six by Ward. So it was definitely a complete game by the, by the Browns. And so I think, you know, people are wondering, are since are the Bengals frauds? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, a performance like this, it, it makes you wonder. So I, I look at, you know, the Browns kind of pretty much dominated from at the, you know, the, the start of the second quarter. They scored 17 points and just, you know, took their foot, you know, put their foot on the gas and just, you know, kept it there. And one of the shocking upsets yesterday, we had three of them. The first one was the Denver Broncos destroying the Dallas Cowboys uh, in Jerry's World 30-16. to 16. Teddy Bridgewater 19-28 to for 249 yards and a touchdown. Williams ran the ball for Den for Denver, 17 carries for uh, 111 yards. Tim Patrick, the tight end for Denver, he was injured for a minute but came back in, had four catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Also, Melvin Ingram had a touchdown run as well early in the game. Lakina, I did watch the majority of this game live via Makaputa. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, it looks like he tried to uh, give it a go early as far as running the ball, but Denver got so far ahead. Uh, the game plan for Dallas offensively was out the window, and Ezekiel Elliott injured his knee. He did make it back, but uh, the game was far out of reach at that point. Dallas was over three on fourth down yesterday, two yards or less. Dak Prescott did not have a good game. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a couple of drops. Amari Cooper, uh, they didn't look his way that often. Uh, the reason why I know these two things is because I have both of them on my fantasy team, and it cost me yesterday, but that's besides the point. Dallas, has to, uh, Dallas I believe they'll still be fine, but Denver – uh, they laid the wood on, on the Cowboys yesterday. They ran the ball very well. Their defense, even without Val, Von Miller, who's now gone to the Rams, they looked more hungry yesterday. If you're a Dallas fan, you don't like what happened, obviously, but 
you'll still be just fine, but uh, give all the credit to Denver. Yeah, I mean, Denver, I think a lot of people were, were kind of caught off guard. I think even Broncos mm-hmm. fans, I follow a couple of them. Yeah, there was a lot of them uh, down there in Irving, Texas yesterday. Yeah, yeah. What an origin of crowd. Yeah, Shocking. yeah, they were. You would think, well, Broncos got a, they got a pretty big, big fan base, so I'm not really that surprised that, and I'm sure a lot of them probably, some of them probably do live in Denver. Um, but, but look, I mean, you know, Teddy Bridgewater had a touchdown. You know, like I said, Javante Williams had 111 rushing yards. You know, Melvin Gordon had a touchdown uh, rush. I mean, it was really the run game that kind of kept the, the Dallas offense off the field. So, you know, they were. And also the Cowboys, like I said, they were like, I think they're like oh for also like over two on four downs. They went mm-hmm. for a couple of times on fourth downs. Dak did not look good. You know, could it be maybe a little bit of rust? Look, I'm not going to say that the Cowboys can't, you know, still can't wrap up the NFC East. You know, we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, the Bron- the fact that you had the Broncos team that been kind of like, you know, Deanna at 500, you know, going back and forth. You know, they had an early start. They kind of faded. They lost three of their last four. But I think this is a pretty – especially also to their defense. I mean, they, they forced a lot of three and outs. and But this is a defense that did not have – like you said, you know, Von Miller is gone. So – and, you know, Jonathan Cooper had, you know, had both their sacks. So – this was definitely a uh, definitely probably one of the best performances. I think even Big Fangio said in the press that this is like they, definitely the team's best performance in about a month. So, you know, you know, good hats off to them, you know, for pulling off the upset. In the ugly bowl from South Beach, Florida, it was the Miami Dolphins improving their record to two and seven after defeating the Houston, Texas 19-7. Jacoby Brissett passed for 244 yards and a touchdown for the Dolphins. Miles Gaskin ran the ball 20 times for 34 yards, but he had a big touchdown. Jalen Rollo, the rookie wide receiver for the Dolphins, had eight catches and 83 yards. Uh, just an ugly game from start to finish. I mean, <laughs> this is kind of your game, Lakina. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it was, just, it was just a bad game. I mean, you know, two, you know, Brissett threw two early interceptions, was able to kind of overcome that. They really didn't have to do too much. I mean, the you know, Tyrod Taylor had three interceptions, but you gotta think that was Russ. He hadn't played for almost for over a month. So you gotta think that that was gonna be a, a big, you know, a big issue there with him. It was just ugly, you know. I felt for whoever had to watch this game, had to get stuff watching this game. It was a small percentage of the of the country, but I felt bad yeah. for them. So I'm hoping that you know they have Redstone and other avenues to watch besides this game. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just, ugh, just terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. Moving on. Yeah, as we move on to one of the best games of the day from yesterday, the Atlanta Falcons, after blowing an 18-point lead, they survived on the young home, uh, young home cool field, that game-winning field goal, defeating the New Orleans Saints 27-25. Matt Ryan did well yesterday, especially for my fantasy team, even though it's struggling, but that's besides the point. Matt Ryan was 23 at 3,343 yards and two touchdowns. No turnovers. That was the key. Alva Kamara ran the ball 13 times for 50 yards in the score for the Saints. Coradell Patterson, that name sounds familiar for you Bears fans. He had six carries, sorry, six receptions for 126 yards, including a big catch and run uh, during the last uh, drive for the Falcons, which set up the game-winning field goal. Lakina, we talked about this on Friday. Uh, we thought that the Saints defense would be able to step up. They did in, in that comeback attempt, but they just couldn't make that one more big play when Atlanta was driving for that game-winning field goal. We saw um, MVP Matt Ryan from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they let that, especially after they they tie after the uh, the Saints, you know, took the lead. You know, they were able, you know, Matt Ryan was able to come back, you know, get them down to deep into you know, territory. They didn't, they didn't really have, they didn't have a run game pretty much. So, you know, it was actually mm-hmm. Patterson, you know, 126 rush, uh, receiving yards, I should say. So there, he's actually being used well. And look, look, I'm not saying that, that the Falcons can somehow get in and 
they're three and one on the road. So you know, go figure with that. And look, they could probably there people that said earlier they could make a case for perhaps game one of those wild card, excuse me, for those wild card spots, and that they could. Also, their defense, you know, they did what they had to do. They gave up some big plays. You know, Simeon, he had two touchdowns. He looked good in his first, you know, first start with them. But mm-hmm. is he going to be the guy that will take you to the promised land if you're the Saints? I mean, unfortunately, the defense just couldn't make those plays. You know, you've heard Cam Jordan's comments. He only had uh, one solo tackle, only four sacks, so he didn't have to have a good game. You know, a lot of – they didn't have their best game, so and look, this was a big upset at home, you know, at home, real with the on the road for the Falcons, I should say. So they're four and four. They feel like maybe they could probably, perhaps, maybe get in the playoffs and make a maybe make a, a play for one of those wild card mm-hmm. spots. But you know, again, another solid you know performance, you know, with an upset. Yeah, it was a great game to watch. I did. I was flipping back and forth between the Dallas game and the New Orleans game. It was both of those games were very good. Well, the New Orleans game was the better game because Dallas got destroyed. But I was watching uh, the New Orleans game uh, yesterday live via my computer. Also, too, the New Orleans Saints missed two two point conversions, so that was, they turned out to be the big difference in the game as well. Let's move over to New York. The New York football giants, uh, I wanted to pick them on Friday, Lakina, but I told you they had to show me a little bit more. Well, they got it done upsetting the Las Vegas Raiders by the score of 23-16. Derek Carr for the Raiders was 30-46 of with 296 yards and a touchdown pass. Uh, Devontae Booker for the New York football giants had 21 carries for 99 yards. Darren Waller for the Raiders had seven catches. In 92 yards, Hunter Renfro had a touchdown catch for the Raiders as well. The New York football giants, uh, they, sh- they showed yesterday, that, but they were tough. Uh, for the Raiders, they just couldn't make any more, a couple more big plays. I did watch the ending of this game yesterday. The Giants, it seemed like they wanted it a little bit more. And they came out and they played consistently from the first drive of the game to the last play of the game. It, it was, it's been like an up and down month for the, the Raiders. I mean, they come out from a bye and it, it turns out, you know, uh, just some other stuff that happened, but uh, look, Xavier McKinney had the pick six. That was a backbreaker for the uh, for them. And, and look, I mean, the Giants it, again. You know, Daniel Jones didn't make any big mistakes. That's good. And you know, mm-hmm. look, Devontae Booker didn't make any big mistakes. That's a good thing. So Melvin Ingram caught you know a touchdown, a touchdown uh, pass, and you know they only had three field goals. So that was really all. Gunnell was three for three in field goals. So. It really, it really didn't have to do too much. And look, I, I don't know if it's like something that have been happening off the field. You know, the Raiders, they just seem like very like lax. So they, they can't do the whole like, oh, it was, you know, daylight, they had the daylight savings and blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just one and more. One more game before we hit the bottom of the hour of the hour break. The New England Patriots destroyed the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte 24 to 6. The Patriots improved to 5 and 4. The Panthers dropped to 4 and 5. Sam Darnold did not have a good day for the Panthers. 16 and 33, 172 yards and three picks. One of them were was returned for a touchdown. Stevenson for the New England Patriots had 10 carries for 62 yards. Christian McCaffrey led Carolina receiving four catches, 54 yards. Lakina, it was all about defense in the running game for new for Bill Belichick's or Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, JC Jackson had one of those uh picks that one of those two of those INTs, one of them was returned for a pick six. Oh look, Sam Darnold's been looking like the New York Jets, Sam Darnold, which I think yeah. if you're a Panthers fan, that should make you a little concerned. You know, he's been playing like that the last you know few weeks and yeah, you know, I know they've had, you know, the Panthers have had injuries and such, but that quarterback position, I think if you're Matt Rule, you're definitely in a 
tough spot right now. And look at the other Patriots. I know some people said that the Patriots could perhaps maybe make a play for one of those wild card spots in the AFC. I mean, they've been improving, but I want to see more. I mean, you're, it, the schedule for them gets tough. So I'm not going to say, oh, they could probably get one of the wild card spots. Like I said, before, they still got to play a Buffalo. I'll get to them in a second because I got a bone to pick mm-hmm. with them. And um, if they play the Browns, they, they actually have a bye. Uh, they play the Browns um, the Saturday, Sunday after next. And they got a short week after that. They got to play the Falcons too. So I'm kind of, I'm still in the show me mode with, with the Patriots. They still, they still got a pretty tough schedule mm-hmm. coming up. All right, we hit the bottom of the hour as you're listening to the Monday edition live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports. Sid Lakina here with you. On the flip side, we'll review the rest of the games from week nine. We still have a couple more upsets to uh, recap with you guys, and then next hour will be action packed as well. You're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast update so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Boostar medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Monday edition. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we review week nine's action from the NFL from yesterday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, let's get back into it. Uh, the Buffalo Bills dropped a big stinker, losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars by the score of 9-6. to six. I think you were loving this score, Lakina, with your 1980s football reference. <laughs> Josh Allen for Buffalo, 31-47 for 264 yards, two big interceptions. Carlos Hyde uh, ran the ball for 67 yards off of 21 carries for Jacksonville. Stephon Diggs had six catches for 85 yards. Lakina, there was history that was made in this game yesterday. 
Josh Allen, the defensive end for Jacksonville, set Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. It was the first time in NFL history since, since sacks were official stat in, in 1982 that two people with the same name participating in that same play, one name, same name, say second the other, uh, which it was cool. But if you're Buffalo, uh, that uh, I don't know. They went to Orlando or Miami to party or what, <laughs> but uh, they did not have it yesterday. But I guess at the same time, you had to give Jacksonville and Urban Meyer some credit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. Look, they were you know, the Bills were a fifteen and a half point favorite. So if you took the over, you weren't you weren't in a very good mood yesterday. Um, it's actually the longest, you know, the largest upset, you know, since 19, 1966 you know, the largest road mm-hmm. upset. So, you know, for, for odds, if any, anyway, I mean, they just look like, okay, you thought that maybe the Buffalo was going to kind of like get into gear. They didn't, you know, Josh Allen, the quarterback, you know, the Bills quarterback had two, two interceptions mm-hmm. was sacked four times. You know, they couldn't get the running game going, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he got banged up a little bit, but he didn't make any big mistakes. It was like, you said, it was really the defense, you know, the defensive end for the Jags, Josh Allen, you know, who had a strip sack and, mm-hmm. And such. So it, it was just, you know, it was just one of those, another one of those weird games. You know, Jacksonville gets their second win of the season. You know, but I know Buffalo fans are just, you know, irate. I've seen, I saw some of them on my timeline. They're just, they're just <laughs> like, they're, they're not very happy. You know, they're, they fall to five and three. And it's just, look, I guess one of those, these weird games that happen in, you know, in a long season. But it's just, a, just a terrible game last, you know, yesterday for the Bills. Just a, you know, hopefully you can just you you burn the tape. So you just leave it alone and just move on and just keep going. Speaking of moving on, I know most of the nation got a chance to watch the ending of this game. If you had the first game of the Fox doubleheader from yesterday, it was the Baltimore Ravens 34-31 over the Minnesota Vikings in overtime. Justin Tucker with another game-winning field goal for the Baltimore Ravens. I believe this is his second of the season. He had the first one with that 66-yarder against Detroit about a month or so ago. Lakina, Minnesota jumped out ahead in this game, which I wasn't too surprised, but their defense had a couple of key people out, but they just couldn't hold off Baltimore. Lamar Jackson did everything as usual for the Ravens, 266 yards to three touchdown passes. He also ran the ball 21 times for 120 yards. And Marquise, Hollywood Brown missed the drops. Well, he didn't drop anything yesterday. Nine catches for 116 yards. Yeah, Jackson is the first QB in NFL history to record multiple games with three passing touchdowns and 100 plus rushing yards. He had 106. Um, you know, Jackson other you know Jackson other such game was you know week nine week 16 against against the Browns. You know, in 2019, you know, he, where he had three passing touchdowns and a rush, mm-hmm. 103 uh, rushing yards. I, I mean, this was just a, this is probably one of the games of the day, I think, because you know, just you know, back and forth. It was sort of like you know, Minnesota had a big had a big lead, but you know, the mm-hmm. Ravens came back. You know, thanks to Lamar and you know, of course, Justin Tucker, you know, Mr. Reliable, you know, hit the game winner. You know, after a few exchanges uh, in overtime. But oh, look, if this is another one of those losses where Minnesota is going to be kicking themselves, you'd probably say they should be like five and five and like three or something like that. So three and five because mm-hmm. they let a the couple of games slip away. But you know, this is you know a thrilling game. And look, you know the Ravens, you're you'll take the win. And look, you're atop of your your division right now. So you'll take it. 
Yeah, also, Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer could be in trouble as far as job security is concerned. Now let's move over to the late games. It was the San Diego Chargers of, of Los Angeles, as we called them on this show. But the Los Angeles Chargers improved their record to 5-3 after getting a three-point victory on the road at Philadelphia, 27-24. Justin Harbour, 32-38, 356 yards and two touchdowns. Former Bear running back Jordan Howard had a touchdown off of 71 yards for the Eagles. And Devontae Smith had five catches for 115, 16 yards, rather, in a touchdown. Lakina, I, I said the Chargers will be going to the playoffs. I, I'm still going to stick by that. They won on the road on, on the East Coast opening day at Washington. If you're a young team trying to get to that next level and try to go to the playoffs, you have to win games on the road in a tough environment. The time difference wasn't an issue yesterday, but even though we know Philadelphia is rebuilding, that's still a tough environment to go to if you're any visiting team. And the, and the Chargers uh, held their own yesterday in the back and forth with the battle. I did watch some of this game live via my computer. Yeah, and it, so the San Diego hung tough and they won. Yeah, um, also, too, that such game you just said, uh, Herbert stats, you know, there is only two. It is, it is his twelfth uh, career game with a three hundred yard touch, three hundred yard uh, game passing game. Only two others have had such that through two seasons, their first two seasons in the NFL. You know that, that's Mahomes and Dan Marino. That's a pretty good list. You know <laughs> they have ten. So and for ten each. So and look, I mean, you know, it was about who had the ball last, and you know the mm -hmm. Chargers had the ball last, and they were able to you know, sneak it away with a, a game-winning field goal. So probably, like I said before, there's definitely talent in Phillies, but it's going to take them a year or two. I think the Chargers are trying to find, like, their their rhythm, you know, too, with the new staff. So it, it's, it's you know, it was actually a pretty good game. We're probably, again, another one of those games of the day. So it just, you know, you just, you know, you're, look, I think the Chargers, you'll, you'll take this win, and this could also always help when it comes to tiebreakers, especially, even or even for the AFC West. You never know. If you want to comment or a question, have a question or a comment for us, you know, any of our topics during today's show, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your question or comments. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to do anything stupid, Lakina will give you the boot. Uh, speaking of giving teams the boot, Fox's America's Game of the Week took place in Kansas City, Missouri yesterday. It was the Chiefs 13, the Green Bay Packers 7. Uh, Second-year quarterback Jordan Love uh, got his first start. Didn't look great as uh, we predicted on Friday. He was 19-34 for 190 yards, a touchdown in a pick. For the Kansas City Chiefs, the running game uh, was kind of eh. Average, but Darrell Williams had 19 carries for 70 yards. Travis Kelsey from Kansas City, their big tight end. He had a drop early in the game, but he rebounded with five catches, 68 yards, and the only touchdown for the Chiefs. Lakina, give Green Bay's defense credit for keeping that team in the game. Mason Crosby, the kicker for the Packers, missed a field goal. I know he missed a field goal. He made an extra point, but the uh, I think this was more about the Chiefs' inconsistency on offense than Green Bay yesterday. As we said on Friday, Lakita, we didn't know what was going to happen with Jordan Love. This was going to be Kansas City's game. Kansas City nearly uh, uh, escaped with the victory. If you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you got to be more, more worried after yesterday than last week against the Giants. Back-to-back -back home wins, you take them, but the way this team has been playing, uh, you, you can't be happy. You really can't. I think it's a confidence issue going on in that locker room right now. There, yeah, Crosby missed two field goals, and which loomed large once – 
once you know love finally got to, to rhythm and got that touchdown pass to Lazard. But you know, again, maybe there's a re- maybe the Packers know something we don't. Maybe there's a reason why he hasn't started. And that's why they signed Blake Bortles. So we mm-hmm. might see him uh, next week against the the Seahawks. You know, if if you know Aaron Rodgers is not able to come back, you know, for for that Sunday's game. But again, you know, look, I, I wasn't impressed. I'm sorry I, with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I wasn't. I mean, like I said before, this game was more about the Chiefs and. Okay, you're you're five and four, yay. I mean, look, there there you have a lot of problems here, and yeah, your defense looked okay. You know, you were able to, you know, you forced a lot of three and outs with Green Bay. You know, again, if Crosby had not missed those two field goals, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know, just the Snead had an interception, okay, but there was really there was nothing impressive about this win. Yeah, it was ugly. I know people say, well, a win's a win, but you want to have look, Bears fans know this. You know, you want to have a good win, you know, against a team that you got at full strength. The, the mm-hmm. Packers weren't at full strength. So you really can't, yes, you'll take the win, but you really can't brag too much about it because you could have, it was not from some other things that would have happened. You could have easily lost that game. So I'm not, you know, like I said before, I think, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, yeah, you'll take it, but you're, you're sort of like, you're kind of wondering, like, has be, you know, been beaten up about it. Yeah. Like I said, like, if you're a Chiefs fan, yesterday it almost felt like a loss. So the the way you played, and they had to, uh, Patrick Mahomes had to have a big uh, pass play to Tyreek Hill to basically seal that game. Who knows what would have happened on that last drive if Green Bay would have gotten the ball back. But uh, no, that's a whole nother, uh situation for a whole nother time. As we continue right here on Second City Sports on the Monday, we're live in the Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina are with you. Uh, let's get through the rest of the schedule with, Lakina, with the last couple of games in Fox's other America's game of the week. It was the Arizona Cardinals without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers 31-17. Jimmy Garoppolo 28-40 for 326 yards and two touchdowns. We'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> James Conner for the Arizona Cardinals had 21 carries, 96 yards and two touchdowns. George, uh, he had three touchdowns overall. And George Kittle, who made his return from injury yesterday, six six receptions, 101 yards, and they scored. Lakina, I watched the majority of this game live via my computer. couple of things. Jimmy Garoppolo, those stats I just read to you, don't be fooled. The San Francisco 49ers had four possessions before scoring their touchdown. Uh, to close out the first half, turnover, punt, turnover, punt, touchdown. If that doesn't sound like a slow start, I don't know what is. Number two, San Francisco couldn't run the ball yesterday. Arizona did. Colt McCord didn't have to do too much. It was the other players um, from the from the office that stepped up for Arizona and also to Arizona's defense. Shout out to Chandler Jones. Uh, I forgot who the, who the uh, the former Arizona Cardinal, uh, sub, the former player there died early this year, but he wore a t-shirt under his jersey after passing him on the list for the all-time sacks leader in Cardinals history. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that, but I thought that was a, a cool moment. But uh, Arizona's defense got after Garoppolo, especially in that first half yesterday. That first half really set the tone uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. It's the second time the make it back-to-back years that the Cardinals defeated the 49ers uh, in in, in, in that uh, Levi's Stadium. The 49ers, they do not look good right now. And uh, I'll get to what I heard on their postgame show in just a minute. But give Arizona credit. I think they're for real. But, you know, they still have a long ways to go. But they did what they had to do yesterday. And they were missing their two big stars. 
I think they are for real. I'm going to answer that for you, right? I'm going to do a okay. caveat for you right there. I think they are for real. The fact that they're able to win this game without your, their two top stars, without Murray, who's still nursing that high ankle sprain, and also DeAndre Hopkins, who, you know, is still nursing that handy. Chandler Jones, you know, left you know, uh, also with the high ankle sprain. So, you know, look, Connor, look, Connor, you know, Save the day. Well, not save the day, but he kept the you know the, the mm-hmm. chains moving for them. You know, you know Benjamin has also had a touch had a touchdown run, and I believe he caught a touchdown pass, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, yeah, ha- look, you've got guys that can kind of hold down the four. Lacoma McCoy is a a very you know vulnerable, uh, venerable, you know, palpable veteran QB. That's why they brought him in. So in case that mm-hmm. happens, you know, of course Murray got hurt. You've got a guy who is more who is very serviceable and more than capable. He didn't make any mistakes. The defense too, but Bubba Baker had an interception. You know they they forced a lot of three and outs with the 49ers. So, but they look they did what they had to do. And, and once again, I think you know overcoming. You know in this case, you know without their two top stars, so you kind of have to give them credit for that. And look, the 49ers, there are a lot of issues with them. Is it a personnel issue? Is it a coaching issue? You know, it, it just don't know. I, I think look, John Lynch has a lot of decisions to make because I, I kind of feel like. They're sort of right there, but they kind of, it's sort of like always oh, something that kind of you know keeps them from going to the next level. I know some people will blame the Super Bowl hangover, but that it's been almost two years. Mm-hmm. So you really can't use it as an excuse anymore. So is it the injuries? Is it you know the fact that there's a lot of personnel decisions? There's just so there's just so much. And I think the you know, the 49ers are in a, are at like, kind of like at a crossroads right now. Yeah. And shout out to our buddy Armando uh, Lara Jr. He said it was Freddie Joe Nunn. Thank you, Armando, for that. So, and that was the t shirt that um, Chandler Jones wore on his jersey yesterday, surpassing him for the sacks lead in franchise history. Uh, I was watching 49ers post game live via my computer in on YouTube, uh, NBC Sports Bay Area, Laura Britt, Joe Staley. Uh, Dante Winter and mm-hmm. Takeo Spikes. I found it interesting what Takeo Spikes said last night on their post game show, and he said, "I don't know this 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 player has been dealing with injuries too the last couple of weeks." But uh, he said maybe it's just time to get Trey Lance today. I know a lot of 49ers fans want Trey Lance in there for good, and they, as you mentioned, Lakina, like, you know, maybe some reasons uh, we're going, we're going back to Jordan Love. That's the reason why that uh, that he hasn't gotten all the, the realms, of course, from Aaron Rodgers, but. I thought Takeo Spikes brought up a great point yesterday about you need a shot, uh, a good shot of jolt in the offense, and it's been a problem, and we talked about it on this show too all year long, but the 49ers have been starting off slowing games, and they had to play catch-up, and yesterday it was the same thing. They couldn't get away with it this time. Last week they played a, a mediocre at best, I'm using air quotes here, Bears team, uh, a couple of the plays that went the Bears way. The Bears would have won that game, but you're the 49ers. You you were expected to go to the Super Bowl, or at least back to the playoffs. Uh, you're in danger of not doing that now. And uh, I know Kyle Shanahan is stubborn. He wants to stick by Jimmy G, but maybe it's just time. Maybe Takeo Spikes was right yesterday. It's just maybe it's just time to go to Trey Lance. You really have nothing to play for at this point. Well, and I I would uh, counter that by saying that the Cardinals are better than the Bears. They are. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, there were a couple of plays here and there. No, they, 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 they class up, you know, of course, you know, the, the, the once, once they got the rhythm going, I think, you know, the, the, the Cardinals are better than the bears. So let's just be honest. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, look, look, as far as the, the a, a QB switch, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of hard to, to say at this point, I think, look, I think, I think if, if the trailer, he should be healthy now. So if he wants to, 
Like if he wants to come in and you know see what he can do, I think he should. I mean, I think like you said, you're you're three and five. You're probably not going to go to the playoffs. I mean, the division is way out of reach. So mm-hmm. I would say maybe see what you'll know, see what kind of rhythm he can get there. And and look, I look, I don't like I said before. I think it's an overall issue with the 49ers, you know, and mm-hmm. the you know and everything. But you know, I would say look, look, take a chance. You know, get get Lance out there. So we'll see what happens. Uh. All right, the the Sunday nighter, uh, the you know the Titans, you know, no one really saw this score coming. Had the Titans just you know dominating pretty much, and it was actually the Titans' defense that was the story. They had a couple of pick sixes. I mean, unfortunately, Matt Stafford looked like the Matt Stafford we saw in Detroit. I don't know <laughs> what the heck happened there, but I I just I I really I'm kind of like I was you know very flummoxed. I'm sure folks watching this game were probably flummoxed. I'm sure if you see, you heard the. The telecast, I'm sure, you know, Chris Collinsworth was flummoxed, you know, and also Al Michaels, too. So it was just, you know, it was definitely a defensive, you know, a defensive, you know, effort there. You know, they have, you know, the Titans had five sacks, you know, Kevin Biard had a, a pick six, you know, David Long Jr. also had an interception, you know, that led to a touchdown. So, you know, they scored, I think, what, 21 unanswered, you know, that, that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, took it to the lead and they never looked back. And just, a, just a, like I said, with, you know, struggles, I mean, the defensive struggles for the Rams. Is it just one of the? Should, is there real concern for the Rams, or is it just one of those games where you say, you know what, just burn the tape and just let's keep it moving? I'm going to say for the Rams, uh, burn that tape and move on because I still believe they're the best team in the NFC. Well, we'll discuss uh, our personal rankings in just a moment after our studs and duds. But uh, the Rams, uh, uh, watching that game yesterday, at least the ending of it, I said uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. They got away with it against Detroit. Detroit punched it in the mouth, but the Rams made a couple more big plays uh, there. They took care of the Houston, Texas on the road last week. So I'm not going to sit here and say they – they thought that they could just roll over the Titans without Derrick Henry. If that was the case, they, well, they got caught with their pants down. But uh, give head coach of the Titans credit, um, Mike Vrabel. Uh, he, he has these guys um, believing in themselves. He gets the most out of his players. So you saw that yesterday they had a better game plan of punching the Rams' offense in the mouth. And even though Robert Woods had seven catches for 98 yards for the Rams, I know Darrell Henderson had uh, 55 yards off of 11 carries. You could just tell that the Rams were intimidating. They couldn't really get anything going offensively. They just couldn't get anything going on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think that, look, I think that pick six by yard, I think definitely spooked them. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of like, wait, what what, what went on here? So, and, and look, you know, to, to, your, you know, to what you said about, uh, you know, Rabel getting the best out of his, his players. I mean, look, I think both mm-hmm. Biard and Long Jr. said in the post game with Michelle Tafoya that, Look, you know, he demands a lot. He doesn't really demand mm-hmm. much for his guys. You know, he just because you know play play themselves and you know be themselves, and that's been what's happening. And they've had a lot of big wins. I mean, the Titans are now seven and two, got one of the best records in you know probably the best. That's the best record in the AFC. And look, I, and I look as as for the Rams, you know, should you be concerned? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, look these you know, seventeen games. You know, you're playing. You're going to have stinkers. You know, one or two stinkers. That's just how it is. And we'll see once Von Miller is able to play. We'll see. Maybe the you know, the defense will be a little bit. You know, will be a lot better than they are, it already is. So who you know, 
it, it, I, I wouldn't worry too much. I mean, we had five. Look, we have five Super Bowl uh, rematches. You know, with with, with them, the Titans and Rams, of course, from Super Bowl mm-hmm. thirty four. You had the Patriots Panthers from Super Bowl thirty eight. You had the Broncos Cowboys from all the way back in Super Bowl twelve, and of course the other Super Bowl with the Packers and Chiefs from the first Super Bowl, and also two Jets Colts from the third one. Of course, you know they kept bringing that up. Mm-hmm. You know, with the upset, you know, guarantees with Joe Namath, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you had. Five Super Bowl matchups, so you know it was all, overall a pretty uh, interesting and uh, a crazy uh, slate in Week Nine. So just a uh, you know it, again, you know we thought that maybe last Sunday was one of the stranger you know weeks, but I think this one probably tops it. Yeah, you can say that because they have more uh, games that we didn't expect coming as far as upsets are concerned. Last week was just crazy and ugly, but this week was uh, this uh, yesterday was a little bit more competitive, and you saw a couple of scores that. We didn't see coming, especially with Denver and Dallas, uh, Jacksonville. Maybe one or two of you folks <laughs> forgot that uh, forgot that Jacksonville still played down down south. But Denver did their uh, sorry, Denver uh, Denver did that thing. But Jacksonville held on Buffalo. I think it was more about Buffalo than than Jacksonville. And so I I I, I think still I believe Buffalo will be fine. Maybe they'll also come back to buy him at the end of the season. As far as tiebreakers are concerned, but if you're Buffalo, uh, you you, get, you you can have your concerns, but and I don't think it's, it's all or nothing like Kansas City, like we discussed. Now, no one saw this coming except for yours truly on Friday, at least as far as winners are concerned. The Cleveland Browns destroyed the Cincinnati Bengals. Now that now the final score I did not see coming, but the <laughs> the result I saw coming be, uh, because as we told you guys on Friday. Cleveland, uh, uh, this is going to distract them. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., for those of you scoring at home. Uh, OBJ, uh, this, this is going to uh, uh, create chaos in the locker room. No, he was barely there half the time. <laughs> he was injured most of the time he was there. So I, I said I said on Friday, it wasn't going to affect Cleveland. Look what happened yesterday. They came out and set the tone, and Cincinnati just couldn't find themselves offensively. So uh, it was a better day as far as action-wise yesterday than last week. Last week was just crazy because I guess it was a ghost of spirit of Halloween, but yesterday um, was a little bit better for sure, even with the upsets. Now, I know we have a few minutes left before we close out uh, our first hour. Lakina, I'll start with you. Your top three studs from yesterday's action. Keeping up with the theme here with Cleveland, I mean, they – Look, I look. I like I said before. I know I picked Cincy, but I wasn't surprised that the you know the Browns would win it. And I, I look. I, I told you and Christine that you know they they became they're the fourth team in NFL history to record a passing touchdown, a rushing mm-hmm. touchdown, you know, from Nick Chubb, and a defensive touchdown. You know, of course, the war uh, pick six from ninety nine yards of sixty plus yards, all in the same game. The other teams to achieve that feat were the 1966 Chiefs, the 1966 mm-hmm. Washington, and the 1967 then San Diego Chargers. So mm-hmm. uh, just an amazing uh, accomplishment there, amazing feat there with the somewhat upset, but not really because they have the same record. Um, Denver, too. I mean, look, I think they just played probably one of their best games in about a month. They're five yeah. and four. Look, I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna say, say that they can get in the playoffs because they got a, they got a pretty tough schedule, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like I think Vic Ben just got those guys buying in. I think the defense wanted to prove that look, they weren't just Von Miller. So, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you definitely gotta tip your hat off to them. Uh, let's see, uh, who's another uh, stud? I'll, I'll say the Giants. I mean, again, they didn't really have to do too much. You know, they weren't very flashy. You know, look, Daniel Jones didn't throw for three hundred yards. They didn't have a hundred plus yard rush, but. 
look, they did just enough to win that game. And so I think there are, I think there are other distractions that the Raiders are going through right now. So I think that's mm-hmm. probably not helping them. But, you know, look, you got to give the Giants their kudos for, you know, for pulling <laughs> off another upset. So, you know, good for them. Those are my studs. All right, my, my three studs are Matt Ryan, the quarterback for Atlanta. Uh, he had a big game, no turnovers, and they went over the Saints on the road. The Falcons are now 4-4 four and four on the season. Lamar Jackson missed everything for the Baltimore Ravens with their three-point win over the Vikings yesterday. So Lamar Jackson is my second stud. My third stud will be second-year quarterback out of Oregon, Mr. Justin Herbert for the Los Angeles Chargers. 356 yards and two touchdowns with a tough win on the road at Philadelphia, the Chargers are now five and three. Those are my three studs. My bonus stud for me, I'll take Matt Ryan as my bonus stud. Like I said before, you saw that was MVP mm-hmm. Matt Ryan you saw on uh, mm-hmm. that last drive. So, you know, they have to set him up and get that game winner and get that up, get out of the New Orleans for an upset. I got a, we had, I got a neighbor friend, you know, who went next door. They went to the game because his wife's a big uh, Saints fan. I know mm-hmm. she wasn't very happy with that result. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, flip side does Minnesota like what? what, what, what what's before going you on? go to your duds? Uh, my bonus dud. Congratulations to Adrian Peterson. Uh, he signed yeah. with the Titans for the rest of the year. He scored his 125th career rushing touchdown last night. He's my bonus dud. Now you can get to your duds. Uh, duds of uh, Minnesota. You know, finish up my point. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you gave up a big lead against your know, Baltimore. You could have stolen a win. You know, in that in a real tough environment, but you didn't. So I don't know what happened there. Your defense just you know couldn't. You just couldn't put. You know, you kind of took your foot off the gas. So I don't know what happened with you guys. Um, Cincinnati. I mean, I, I I don't know. Look, this is like the second game in the last three weeks that you guys have. You got look. You wanted people to take y'all seriously, but you pulled these type of games. Now again, <laughs> look, Grant. This is your your AFC North, your divisional, you know, fellow division rival. So that you know. That that's fine, but again, put up a bigger effort. Like, come on, you know, a pick yeah. six, Joe Burrow. Really, you look like you know your rookie year, <laughs> and also too, you know, you just you couldn't get the defenses going, and and but also give give, but give the other Browns credit. They were able to kind of tame the old Chase, you know, Jamar Chase and the other receivers for the Bengals. So they were able to do that. And Dallas, like I I don't know if your your mind was on other things or I don't know what the heck happened, but. Well, what what uh, someone forgot to tell you that the game started. Look, you can't use the time difference as an excuse. You know, Denver was actually playing earlier. <laughs> so you can't say, well, I look, I know y'all used to playing, you know, three o'clock, you know, or three twenty-five games or primetime games. But what you know, look, the, the Denver, you know, th- it was actually ten a.m. for them or or nine a.m. I should say. What was your excuse? Mm-hmm. Well, what what's your or eleven a.m. maybe? You know, yeah, eleven a.m. Yeah, eleven a.m. Yeah. Well, the time, well, the time difference, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, what, what was their excuse? What, what, you know, they didn't use that as, as, as an excuse. What was yours? So those are my three duds. All right, my three duds from yesterday, the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, uh, more uh, that's an upset there. Same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be my bonus. Uh, you took one of mine away, but that's okay. Um, so so let's look for another dud. The Buffalo Bills are only six points on the road. Uh, that's not good. Of course, uh, I was going to get the Vikings, but I'll leave that alone. You just covered that, Lakina. My third dud would be the Kansas City Chiefs, as as we talked about before. Uh, if you're a Kansas City fan, yesterday's game felt like a loss because you really you barely traded water, and that's yeah. got to be a confidence issue going on there in that locker room. Well, it's a Super Bowl hangover, I guess. That's the only thing I can think of. And look, they've got you would say they've got a pretty light schedule for the next few weeks, but again, they could probably lose a couple of those games. 
Mm-hmm. I'll get their schedule up right quick, but they could probably they could they may lose a couple of those games just because you know I think that the other teams will will see that you know maybe the Chiefs. I know look, I know the defense looked okay. Like they got the Raiders. No, sorry. Uh, they they got yeah they got yeah. The, they go at the mm-hmm. Raiders, then they got the Cowboys, then they got the Broncos, and they got the Raiders again the next four weeks. You know with a bye. That Broncos game now the way they've been playing it, that's not a gimme anymore. Yeah. It's not. None of those none of those games are gimme. So. You know they they look they could go zero and four, maybe I don't know. If and that's yes, the case, if that's the case, if they go zero and four or one and three, you could kiss their playoff chances goodbye. Yeah, and also too, yes, it's been yeah, it has been a crazy last couple of weeks in the NFL, Armando. <laughs> you're you're mm-hmm. as usual, you're right on the money, my friend. Also too, I would say Buffalo is my dud bonus dud. I I don't know, like, are they in the twilight zone? I don't know what mm-hmm. happened. I don't know, like you said. So maybe they went to Miami first and they partied too much, or maybe they, maybe they went to Tampa first. You know, Tampa's a pretty good party city, so I don't know what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. But uh, yeah, so those are our studs and does for week nine of the NFL. And enjoy the Bears-Steelers game coming up tonight. So we've got a lot to do still with our number two coming up. Right, Sid? Yep, we'll talk Bulls and NBA. If you're a Bulls fan, uh, should you jump off a bridge or be patient? And we'll review the best and worst for the NBA this past weekend as in give you the schedule for this upcoming week. We have a superstar uh, for for a big time team in the NBA that's dealing with COVID. And we'll review week 10 of the college football slate from last Saturday. And plus we'll have some other fun stuff as well. You're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports on Chicago. I'm Sid Desilikina. Stay right there. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That's that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app, Lightning Fast Update, so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply.
Mm-hmm. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports live on the Monday, live in 11 color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny McGee on the IG. And if you have a comment or a question for us during any of our topics on today's show, you can go to Sports on Chicago on Facebook or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Just type in your question or comment in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll or do something stupid, Lakina will give you the beer lane beer boot. Bye-bye. I love saying that, <laughs> but we love you guys. So we've been getting great feedback so far. Lakina, let's kick off our number two with some Bulls talk as we talk basketball. For the second time last week, the Bulls drop another game to the Philadelphia 76ers uh, last Saturday at home at the United Center. This time it was the by the score of 114 to 105. Lakina, I saw you made a comment. On your Twitter, on your Twitter, <laughs> also our, our guy Josh Hicks from War Media, and he's an NBA uh, panelist uh, for our, our our shows here on Second City Sports. He pointed this out as well, and we talked about this last week. Against better teams, you cannot start out slow and expect to come back. I saw the same damn thing happen last Wednesday at Philadelphia. You thought they would have learned by now, but the same thing happened last Saturday. Now I'm not going to see here and jump off a bridge to say that this season's over and this team is overrated. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I, I'm, I don't even have rose-colored glasses on, okay? But this team, still be patient. And this team, as we told you, they still have flaws. But this team is still going to be good. But they just this is just going through the growing pains right now. And they have to learn how to win on a consistent basis, which I think they will do. I know they have a game against Brooklyn at the UC tonight at 7 p.m. We'll give you a quick preview of that game coming up in just a moment. But uh, this Bulls team is talented. They should be a little bit better. But we haven't even played the Milwaukee Bucks yet, and it's going to be a challenge when those uh, when we meet up against them. But the Philadelphia 76ers looks like they're, they're going to be a thorn on our backside for this year. Heaven forbid we meet them in the playoffs this year. But going back to Saturday's game, uh, it was nice to see that fighting spirit in the Bulls. But Philadelphia just made uh, a few more shots, especially from three-point range in the fourth quarter. The, the Bulls struggled from that from beyond the area called range all night. Philadelphia just made some bigger shots down the stretch. And Joel Embiid, we have some news on him as well in just a moment. We'll give you just a moment. But Joel Embiid had a great game. He carried his 76ers through. The Bulls just had no answer for him. Oh, good Lord. And I think he's what now 9 and 0 against the Bulls in his career. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that also to uh Furkan Kormats, who I know some people have you know, seen his, you know, his name on the score sheets and you know people were like, "Okay, how is he able to uh, apparently apparently he he had 24 off the bench. You know, he he averaged like 20 points when he plays when we play when uh, the Sixers play the Bulls. So, I don't know how yeah. he he turns into <laughs> I don't know how he turns into you know turns turns into uh, you know Chris Mullen when he uh, when he uh, when he plays for the Bulls I guess but uh and, and look look I'm not I, I saw uh, let me get uh, Amando's comment up uh, Bulls are a very good team but not a great team I would say mm-hmm. let, let's 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 not let's wait on that you know let, let's not say that oh my God they're not very you know they're not a great team I I disagree with that remember you're still you don't have Patrick Williams 
the good news is that Kobe White is, you know, has been cleared, you know, for contact. So he has a lot of lights, you know, workouts and light contact. So mm-hmm. hopefully maybe before the month's over with, he'll be back. But look, look, I mean, the Sixers have had our number, had our number, the Bulls number, I should say. I mean, they, you know, they mm-hmm. hit some big shots, you know, through three pointer. They got they actually got it down to like four. But again, you know, they made big shots late. The Sixers did, you know, seven mm-hmm. for 29 for three point range. That's not gonna do it. You know, I thought Levine Zach was three for ten. Remember, he's still playing with one hand. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Vooch was only one for seven. I'm, I'm already hearing some folks say, "Well, Vooch is like Carlos Boozer," and I'm like, "Okay, uh, let, let's <laughs> let, let, let's slow down here, okay?" If you remember when he first came on, you know, on the team last year it was via trade. He didn't have all these other guys around him. He didn't have DeRozan. He didn't have practice. the ball. And he, and and they didn't they couldn't practice very much because mm-hmm. of COVID. So let's mm-hmm. let's let's slow down on that because I, I saw a certain. Uh, um, a certain uh, sports radio host who was a big Bulls fan. I'm not going to say who it was, Mark Silverman, who said that uh, <laughs> that, that who called him uh, Nicola uh, Boozer, which I'm like, wait, really? You're really going to do him like that? And I've seen other people say the same thing. Look, Bulls Twitter is like the worst because they're always like, it's up and down with them. There's no in between yeah. between those guys. You know? Crap, Dick like, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw we love him, but you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. Look. Look, do they need look? Do the Bulls need to get out of the habit of you know going to slow starts? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I think they can still you know get it together? Yes. Remember, folks, we're only three weeks into this season. We're only nine games in, folks. Let's not do anything stupid. Let's not say anything <laughs> insane. You know, to say that oh well, this team sucks or this team's not a great team or this team's overrated. Blah blah blah. Give them some time, okay? So I'm 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 just you know I'm just like flabbergasted on these comments right now. I guess that that's a uh, Bulls fans ringing your doorbell right now, Lakina. So <laughs> I'm sure she, now she's going to go up there and scam her way like trick or treaters or Halloween. But uh, a couple of encouraging signs that I saw from from Saturday's loss against the 76ers. Uh, the bench actually played well. They had a, a total of uh, over 22 points coming off the bench. That was a uh, uh, better than their performance last Wednesday when they lost to Philadelphia the the first time. Uh, in Phil, uh, the if, on the road, and the bench didn't play well in terms of scoring. But last Saturday, Derrick Jones, who they picked up via trade, he was uh, he was with the Heat previously. He played uh, 18 minutes and scored 12 points and grabbed four rebounds. Derrick Jones has been getting a whole lot of run over these last few games, and I like the athleticism in his effort off the bench. So he did well, I thought, on Saturday. He had a couple of uh, showtime dunks in there as well. So he's bringing that energy from a guard position coming off the bench. Tony Bradley Jr., an- another uh, piece that we picked up in the offseason, as I said before, with the injuries of Patrick Williams, uh, someone's got to step up uh, uh, defensively coming off the bench as far as uh, uh, being a big guy because we lack in size. Tony Bradley Jr., 12 minutes of action, uh, he didn't score much. He had four points, but he grabbed seven key rebounds. If, we can, uh, uh, if he can keep up those statistics coming out of the bench, I think the Bulls will be fine in terms of uh, defensively from, from the interior because uh, lack of size is what the Bulls lack right now, especially with the entry to Patrick Williams and uh, the lack of uh, defensive consistency from Nikolai Vujicic. So Tony Bradley Jr. Uh, uh, picked it up a, a, a whole lot better uh, last Saturday. Also, Alex Caruso continues to play well. He saw 32 minutes of action with nine points and four assists. And Lakina, I, I like this Bulls bench, but 
It's just that the, the starters got that uh, had to be more consistent. As I said, Tony Bradley, you hope he, he, this will be a building block for him to to get more minutes coming off the bench, especially if Vucevic continues to start off slow. Lakina's um uh, is muted, so we'll get to see if she get unmute herself. Yes, we My you bad, listen, folks. Sorry about okay. that. <laughs> you listen uh, to uh, uh, Sports Zone Chicago Second City Sports. Lakina, you were making your point before you were uh, uh, unmuted yourself. Sorry, uh, but yeah, <laughs> you were I going like, for a minute. I was like, no, I can hear her. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, uh, folks. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I like the make of this Bulls bench. You know, you got Derrick Jones Jr. You know, I think Bradley Jr. will will get. We'll get his his looks. I know. I know. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna have his growing pains. You know, as a rookie, you know, he always scored mm -hmm. two points. I really like Alex Caruso. He kind of like makes you know gets the offenses going. So I think that helps a little bit as well. So and, and look, I, look, I think that look, I'm not jumping off the ledge. I've seen some people do that. I think look, patience, folks. The season just started. It's only started <laughs> three weeks ago. All right, we're only nine games in. So for folks. Just to say that, well, they're jumping off the bandwagon. You know, I'm out of here. Like these, these, you know, this team sucks or whatever. This team's overrated. Chill, all right. Just chill. I, if I look, if I were the Bulls right now, I'd be, I'd rather be the Bulls than some other teams right now. They're having bad starts. Just saying. So mm -hmm. I'm just gonna we'll get to them in a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You listen, right. yeah, you listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in the Living Color. Sid Lakina here with you as we talk Bulls and NBA. Lakina, let's get to tonight's game. The Bulls are six and three. They'll host the Brooklyn Nets, who are seven and three. That game will take place tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time locally here on NBC Sports Chicago, nationally on NBA TV. For those of you that are happy to listen to us in the tri-state area, you can watch that game on the Yes Network. Lakina, uh, I saw the Brooklyn Nets play the last couple of games. They're starting to look good. Uh, we won't talk about Kyrie, assuming that he's not going to play at all this year because of other reasons. But uh, Kevin Durant is starting to turn around a little bit. LaMarcus Aldridge is starting to get that jumper back into his game. Blake Griffin actually is starting to look good. Patty Mills, as we told you guys in the offseason, he's going to be a difference maker at the former San, San Antonio Spur. Uh, he's actually shooting the lights up from three-point range right now you saw that game last wednesday against they landed on espn uh, you saw that so it's going to be another tough one for the bulls but i expect them to bounce back and ha have a great effort if they have a strong first quarter if they don't trail by 10 points or more they should be able to win this game it's not going to be easy but uh i believe they'll have a better effort tonight especially at home yeah look at that raptors that last rap you know that raptors game their last game a couple of days ago i mean look they everyone scored you know I know he had you know, a couple of other his little gifts, but you know James Harden had twenty eight and, and ten boards. I know some people were a little close about that. Mm -hmm. Blake Griffin starting to find his role there. He's he has a he had a double double. Um, you know Patty Mills showing showing folks that he still got it. He had thirteen off the bench. Has a couple of big threes so to hold off the Raptors. So look look this guy again. It's gonna be a tough one. The Bulls. So mm -hmm. we're in the tough part of their schedule. So it is. Mm -hmm. Some of these games are for the next like week or two are going to be very tough for the Bulls. But again, this could be a good measuring stick game. See where you are against those top teams like the Nets and the Bucks. So will the Sixers? You know, well again, we'll talk. You know, Sixers have a bigger issue, so we'll talk about that in a second. But mm -hmm. you know, look, I think if you could get a good effort, don't don't go down by ten or twelve points. You you won't be able to do that against the the Nets because especially if Durant's leading the charge, 
you will not, you will probably lose by about 20 points. So if they get a good effort tonight, I think, you know, folks could ease up a, a little bit. So I, I think that this should be a fun one tonight. And I'm, like, I'm glad it's getting the national love. You know, if you're, unless you have NBA TV, but I'm glad it's getting some national love. So it should be an entertaining one down at the UC. Yes, it should be a whole lot of fun. And, and looking at this bull schedule coming up for this week, as you mentioned, Lakina, they, they host the Brooklyn Nets tonight. They host the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday. We'll talk about them in just a moment. Uh, they'll host the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic come making his only visit to Chicago for this year. And then they go out on the road uh, for the West Coast for the next week or so. They'll start off at Golden State on Friday. And then, of course, uh, next Sunday, they'll play the Clippers. And then the, uh, this time next week, they'll play the Los Angeles Lakers. And I think they have another game or two in there as well before they make their return back home. So as you mentioned, Lakina, it's put, put up or shut up for the Bulls. Of course, this is not the NFL you like you play once a week, but we'll get it. As we said before, you'll get a true measure stick of what this Bulls team is uh, uh, with a little bit of, uh, over a month uh, with games played into this young season. Yeah, should be. Look, these games, you know, I get again, these are all good measuring stick games to see mm-hmm. how you play against Golden State. You know, we'll get to them in a second. You know, they've been mm-hmm. playing very well. And some of the other teams, too, they got coming up. So, you know, it, it should be a lot. It, look, it should be a lot of fun. Look, if you can be at the be at 500, you'll, I think you'll be in good shape mm-hmm. for the Bulls. Yeah, you should be uh, no, uh, at 500 or better by the time uh, the next couple of weeks come around, especially after this West Coast road trip that starts later this week is wrapped up. You're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Hall Chicago City. Lakina here with you. Uh, Lakina referred to the, the breaking news that, that came out of just a couple of hours ago. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers uh, superstar and big man jo- Joel Embiid has tested positive for COVID. He is, according to reports, he's going to miss the next several games coming up. I know Philadelphia has a game tonight against the New, New York Knicks uh, um, up there in Philadelphia at 6 p.m. Uh, Joel Embiid had a great game against the Bulls on Saturday, but uh, now with them uh, with having Ben Simmons on the shelf. Uh, they're looking for a trading partner as we speak to, tr- to um, move out Mr. Simmons. Uh, head coach Doc Rivers has some work to do. As, you, as we mentioned before, you know, Danny Green didn't play on Saturday uh, against the Bulls. They're still missing a couple other guys. Uh, uh, Seth Curry and Comerance, who had a couple big shots from three-point range on Saturday to wrap up that game in Chicago. It's going to be about the role players. For Philadelphia, who's going to step up? Because as we said before the season started, they're, they're supposed to be the challenges to Milwaukee, uh, uh, Milwaukee in Brooklyn as, as far as Eastern Commerce supremacy. But now, uh, if this reports are true that MB is going to miss miss several games, what the exact number of those games are, we don't know. But the more uh, games that that he missed, even though it's early in the season, uh, if you Philadelphia, you cannot afford to fall too b- far behind. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that that news a couple of hours ago. Of course, you know, MB is now in safety protocols, health and safety mm-hmm. protocols. So, uh, I, I mean, that look, look, I'm not gonna get into a whole little vaccine, you know, all that stuff. I'm not gonna get into all that, but you know, you just gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta follow the protocols. You gotta follow the rules. You know, if mm-hmm. you know whether you're not you're vaccinated. You know, as I'm sure, you know, some cases, some cities are stricter than others. But mm-hmm. if it's true that and that'd be may miss maybe a week, maybe two weeks, you know, that's not a good sign. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you deal with other players that are in uh, COVID protocols. I think that one, their assistance is not. It's also still in, you know, in health and safety protocols. So, you know, especially you got cold and flu season coming up. This is going to be a big issue there for some of these teams, you know, whether or not whoever is vaccinated or not. So let, let's just be careful. And 
and look, we'll we'll see what happens as this unfolds because this this yeah, because they got a pretty tough schedule coming up the Sixers do, and you know, since the is gonna be out, you know, they got Milwaukee tomorrow. That's a, the first of the TNT game. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's big. Yeah, as I mentioned, they had the Knicks tonight, and so and the Knicks uh, we'll get to their uh, their game from, from last night. There's some concerns there, but uh, mm-hmm. that's still another tough game within your conference, within your division. So Philadelphia has a tough road ahead of them for the next week or two. However long Embiid is out, let's go over to the best and worst from the weekend in the association. Lakina, I'll start off the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they defeated the, uh, the 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 Houston Rockets by the score of one twenty to one oh seven. Steph Curry has a new haircut and <laughs> a new attitude. Uh, he's starting to shoot the ball well again uh, after struggling to start this early season. Uh, the Warriors are are, are 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 I think on the four game winning streak at home. I know they won the, their last two games at home in front of a national audience last week, beating mm-hmm. both Charlotte and New Orleans without Zion Williamson. But I really like this Warriors team. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of this. I don't hate them either, but I kind of respected what they do. Jordan Poole is starting to play well right now. Uh, Gary Payton the second. It was nice to see his dad in the stands. Like, like I said, yeah, next to Bob that was, Myers. That was cool. Uh, I don't know if you caught that, but I saw you know, a little Gary, bit of that. Yeah, that yeah, was a, uh, that was. <laughs> he was like a big kid. You know, you gotta love. Yeah. you love seeing that. Yeah, and so Gary Payton the second has been getting some run over these last three or four or five games. So. And we talked about it with our guest, Kylan Mills from KRON, Chicago Girl. Uh, she's a news anchor out there in the Bay Area. Uh, this Warriors team, as we said, they could get off to a good start. Uh, maybe they could be a surprise team as far as finishing top four, top five. Uh, yeah, we still I- have a long way to go, but uh, they can stay where they're playing right now until they get Clay Thompson back uh, towards Christmas. Yeah, they could be a, a, a dangerous team. I'm not still going to put them up there as title contenders just yet. Because we still yeah. have a long way to go, but right now they're playing very well. You have to give them props. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, and I do give them props. I mean, I think look, you know, Steph, Steph is still, you know, shooting like stuff. Like I said, at, at, at his age, so that's, you know, I, I think that should be you know, committed. Like I said, like you said, Jordan Poole's looked really good. You know, mm-hmm. he's becoming a really good, reliable. You know, of course, he's coming off a Six Man of the Year award, so he's he's showing that he's actually a pretty good deal you know, starter as well. And and the you know, Draymond is still Draymond. You know, I know he's lost a step. You know, he's over thirty mm-hmm. now, so you got to think he's lost you know, a couple of steps. But again, you know what? You know that they, they, they still look great. Uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins is becoming very productive. You know, Otto Porter Jr. There's a name we haven't heard in a while. Right. <laughs> he had a yeah. good game last night too. I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I forgot he signed with the Warriors. Like right. Like, over the <laughs> like oh, oh yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, so look, I, I like this. I want to see what this Warriors team do. Can they keep it up though, even when Clay comes back? I mean, they got the best record in the NBA right now. So, you know, again, you know, what is how where is uh, Thompson going to fit in all this? So we'll just wait and see. Yes, and so the Warriors are looking good right now. The Houston Rockets, I know they lost both their games over the weekend at Denver and at Golden State last night, but. Kevin Porter Jr. I think could be a, a, a starting piece for the Rockets. I know Jalen Green is starting to get into the fold. Their rookie uh, stud, rookie first round draft pick. Um, give Stephen Silas some, some some credit here, even though we we don't expect Houston to win many games this year. Uh, they've been competitive over the last week or so. That second game last Tuesday against the Lakers, they nearly had a chance to steal that one. We'll get to the mm-hmm. Lakers in just a, just a moment, but. Uh, it came down to the wire last Saturday against the Nuggets on the road. I watched the majority of that one. Denver got away with that one. And, of course, last night, it w- if it wasn't for a 20-2 to run by the Warriors at the end of the third quarter, just maybe just maybe the 
Rockets could have given themselves a chance to stay one in Oakland, but it wasn't meant to be. But the Rockets showed well for themselves for, for being a young team. Now, let's let, let's uh I'm not gonna hold off the inevitable, the Los Angeles Lakers, Lakina. Uh, yeah, LeBron James yeah. <laughs> uh, is going to miss. So uh, he is, he's uh, sitting out uh, for this upcoming week. Hopefully he'll set out against the Bulls next week. I doubt it, but that's a whole nother issue. But LeBron James is <laughs> oh, dealing with was, an injury oh, right now. Oh, he loves playing the Bulls. He loves playing the Bulls. So yeah, you know, right. he's not I know, he's I, not know I know, but, <laughs> he's not uh, that game. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Anthony Davis uh, had a quote unquote stomach virus on Saturday. He only barely played two minutes uh, in the loss against Portland. He exited the game, didn't come back. Uh, the Lakers did not look good against against Portland. Now, Portland the night before defeated, uh, that was last Friday, they defeated the Indiana Pacers. Damian Lillard scored under 10 points. I think he scored a total of four points, yep. I believe. Yep. But uh, but uh, on Saturday, Damian Lillard had 25 points for the game. The, Lake, the entire Lakers starting five had 24. That yep. tells you something. Yep. Now, I did, had a, I, I did get a chance to watch uh, the Lakers postgame show um, on Spectrum Sports that via my computer. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. Their analysts are James Worthy and Robert Big Shot Bob Ori. Mm -hmm. And I thought James Worthy brought up a, a good point. And he said, you know, you got to come, uh, you know, you don't expect the Lakers to be where they are as far as record wise, but team chemistry is going to take some time, like we said about the Chicago Bulls earlier. But I thought uh, Robert Ori brought up another great point. Uh, especially with the Lakers losing two games to OKC so far this year and losing to Portland the way they did uh, by 20-plus points. Uh, Davis is about will and desire, and you got to mm -hmm. come out with a better effort, and I definitely did not see that from the Lakers on Saturday. If you're a Lakers fan, and despite injuries, uh, you got to be worried about the, uh, the rest of that roster and just showing, just showing up and not giving any effort for 48 minutes. And I thought both those guys brought up great points. Yeah, I think yeah, I heard a little bit of that. And um, look, I I don't know what to say. I mean, oh, you, good. Can't, you can't you can't blame you know we can't blame on LeBron not being there. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know what what more can LeBron do. And excuse me, Andy, look, you know, like you said, two points. You know, like I said, they only scored like twenty five points. Yeah, that's as much as Dave scored by himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. And, and look, I don't know what to say about this Lakers team. Is it a coaching thing? You know, people are already saying that maybe Frank Vogel shouldn't you know should be out. Well, who's his top assistant? You know, is he going to do any better? I, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, I wish we had somebody on to talk about this because I kind of feel like there's not, they're not meshing. You know, some guys are mentally not there. You got some guys that, you know, don't want, you know, don't want to play nice with each other. It's, it's just, it, look, if we get into like maybe about a month into the season and then they're still not, you know, meshing well, heads are going to be starting to roll in, with the Lakers. So, but, you know, on the flip side, though, with the Clippers, the Clippers have actually started to, you know, kind of pull it together a little bit. They had a nice win against a very good young Charlotte team yeah. yesterday, 120 to 116. They're five and four right now. They actually have a better record than the Lakers do at this point. Um, you know, PG, of course, had 20 points leading the way. Mm -hmm. Terrence Mann, you know, had 17 off the bench. Also, Luke Kennard had 18 off the bench. So they got some bench contributions as well. So do you think the Clippers have turned the corner? Let's hope so. As you mentioned, uh, Terrence Mann, who got that contract in the offseason due to his performance in last year's playoffs, especially after the injury to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I think they can turn, their, turn it around. Paul George actually has some horses next to him outside of Kawhi. And Luke Kennard has been playing very well over these last couple of weeks. So I think the Clippers can turn it around here. Uh, yeah, I, I think you can. What else kind of caught your eye over the weekend? Um, well, the Washington, yeah, the Washington Wizards beating the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday, one of yeah. 194. Bradley Beal, Montrezl Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, 
uh, had a, a goaltending wave due to a call from New York on replay yesterday. If you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you should be a little concerned, but not too concerned because you have injuries right now. But if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you're not too worried. If you uh, it's the Washington Wizards for real, for real, I'm not sure. Check in with me about this time next month. But right now, they're off to a hot start. The Cleveland Cavaliers, as we mentioned at the top of the segment, they defeated the New York Knicks uh, 126-109 to yesterday. Ricky Rubio with a career-high 37 yeah. points. Where did that come from? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, look, I think Rubio, Rubio's got still got a little bit left in the tank. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think if you're that, that's just a, you know, a great performance by him. And, and look, I, I th- look, I think Cleveland. Look, I, I look, I think I think Cleveland will cause fits. I, th- I think they'll be better than they've been the last few years. I mean, they're seven and four right now. Mm-hmm. Do I think they're for real? I mean, again, you know, same thing with the Wizards. You know, check back with me mm-hmm. like in three weeks. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but you know, they they pull out some pretty big upsets. So and look, they've got some you know great contributions from uh, various you know young guys. You know, Evan Mobley, who I didn't know was yeah. still I didn't know was still around at twenty six. Um, you know, Jared Allen, not that not the, not the, the former defensive end, Jared Allen. You know, <laughs> they're they're the basketball player. They, you know, he had the brother with the big afro. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the he's a you know, guy to recognize. But also too, like you said, we're Rubio with thirty seven off the bench, a career mm-hmm. high for him. I, I mean. Look again. If, I don't think Knicks fans should be too worried. I know. I know Knicks fans are probably freaking out. Oh, we're supposed to be. Cleveland's a little bit better this year, folks. So let let's not you know like freak out if you lose to Cleveland. But you know the Knicks. You know, it was look. It's a long season. You're going to have a couple of these games where you're not going to play very well. So if you're a Knicks fan, you shouldn't be too concerned. Uh, going back to last Saturday, the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Boston Celtics 104 to 107. Luka Doncic with the game-winning three-point out from the left corner pocket. Almost three Celtics players on him. Uh, I did watch some of this game between I flipped between that and the Bulls game. Uh, the Celtics played hard. This was actually their first losses losing to the Bulls uh, last Monday. Uh, uh, Dallas has uh, just like last year, they got to a, a bad start. But looks like head coach Jason Kidd hopefully is finally uh turned the quarter for that franchise. Luka Doncic was the man again, once again. This is the second time, uh, in less than a calendar year that the Luka Doncic beat the Celtics on the last second shot. These two teams will meet again in Boston later on this season, they'll be yeah. in March. Yeah, that should be an interesting one there. I'm sure they're gonna. I'm sure the Celtics are gonna want their revenge in, uh, in that in that respect, but uh, also speaking Jason- of the. Also, Jason Tatum is going to be out for a few weeks before I think because of a hamstring injury. So he injured mm-hmm. his hamstring in practice. So he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So Celtics, you know, well, Marcus yeah. Smart, you're going to have your wish. You're going to have more shot, more shots at the ball. So <laughs> to shoot the ball. So you got your wish, dude. You know, Tatum's yeah. going to, you know, Brown's going to be out for a Julia Bajan is going to be out for a couple of weeks. So you'll you'll get your wish, my friend. <laughs> and also, too, the Phoenix last Saturday, the Phoenix Suns defeated the Atlanta Hawks 121 to 117. I got a chance to check out some of that action. Uh, Phoenix, it looks like they're starting to turn turn around after uh, going through some hiccups here and there. Uh, Atlanta's still trying to find themselves, but it looks like Phoenix, despite the controversy that we mentioned on Friday, they're still soldiering on and they're starting to uh, find their stride. Uh, you're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live and in living color along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. We hit the bottom of the hour. After this timeout, we'll review the schedule uh, for this upcoming week as far as marquee matchups in the National Basketball Association. Also, we'll review uh, the top games from college football from last Saturday in Week 10, and we'll give some love to the Chicago Blackhawks Yes, there's some news on them as well. You're listening to Second City Sports live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. 
AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the sport zone chicago Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports Live on a Monday right here on Sports Zone. Chicago City Lakina here with you as we wrap up today's show. We're going to give you the key games coming up for uh, the NBA in just a moment. Also, we're going to uh, review key, some key games from college football from last Saturday, and we have some news on the Blackhawks. Uh, I know, Lakina, you're trying to give them the um, talk to the hand treatment, but we must talk about them for at least a, a minute or two to wrap up today's show. I actually, now, watched, I actually watched a few Hawks, a couple of Hawks games this weekend, so we'll get to them in a second, but yeah, because you got, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course, they're doing the yo. Of course, they're doing it. Well, we'll get to it when we get to them. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. let's get to, let's get to these NBA games. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, starting tonight, um, New York and Philly. You know, we talked about it earlier. No Joel Embiid for the Sixers. I'm sure New York's gonna want to bounce back, yo, know, from that from that loss a couple of days ago. So should be yeah. a fun one there. Also, too, of course, we, we talked about the you know, Brooklyn and you know, the Bulls. That's gonna be the first game of the t of that NBA TV doubleheader. Um, Minnesota and Memphis, that should be a fun one. Minnesota's been playing a little bit better. New Orleans and Dallas, that should be a good one. Miami mm -hmm. and Denver, our girl, Alana Techire, I think she'll be excited to watch this game. That's at 8 yes. o'clock. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta versus Golden State all at 9. Also, two Phoenix and Sacramento should be a, a good one. Also, to mm -hmm. the second half, that NBA TV doubleheader. Of course, Charlotte and Los Angeles, can they get it together? We'll just have to wait and see. 
Yes, and well, Anthony Davis played, and I will see about that for the Lakers. So uh, a good uh, schedule for a Monday in the NBA, and especially if that Bears game gets out of hand, but we'll see about that. Uh, going to tomorrow's games, of course, the NBA on TNT doubleheader. We have the uh, Milwaukee at Philadelphia. Of course, no Joel Embiid for Philadelphia. The Hawks and the Jazz will play at 8 o'clock. And the second half of that TNT doubleheader for tomorrow will be Portland at Los Angeles to take on the uh, surging Clippers. Dame Damian Lillard versus Paul George, always fun with those two former mm -hmm. Olympic teammates. Yo, ballot out. That should be a good one there tomorrow night. Um, the Wednesday, you got Washington and Cleveland. That should be a good one there. Two surprising uh, teams in the Eastern Conference and perhaps in the good. whole NBA. Yes, both seven and four. So that should be a fun one there. Um, Brooklyn and Orlando. You know, Orlando will always give teams fits. So, you know, Brooklyn shouldn't take that game lightly of uh, Toronto and Boston. Again, no Jalen Brown for about a, for about a couple of weeks, Milwaukee and New York, you know, a, a fun one there. It's a six 30 game on Wednesday. Also the first day of that double header. I was surprised ESPN picked this game, but you know, it, it shouldn't be that bad. I mean, Detroit and Houston. I mean, that's about the rookies. Your guy, Kate Cunningham versus yeah. Jalen green. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably why. why. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's yep. exactly why. That's the only reason why, uh, of course, Dallas, you know, Lucas only visit to the, uh, to uh, the UC this year and Chicago. That should be a fun one there between those two teams. Um, Charlotte and Memphis, that should be a fun one. Uh, Indiana, who have actually been playing pretty well lately, Indiana has. So they mm -hmm. they face Denver. Uh, Portland and Phoenix, that's an 8 o'clock game. That should be a fun one. Minnesota and Golden State, that's a 9 o'clock game. Also, too, at 9 o'clock, the second half of the ESPN doubleheader, you got Miami and the Lakers. So, that should be another fun one. I'm sure uh, our girl Alana will be hooked onto this game as well. With oh, yeah. Games. She'll be doing a lot of tweeting doing that one since that, that Wednesday game will be on ESPN. And looking ahead to, to Thursday, uh, the NBA TV doubleheader, Thursday at 6 p.m., Toronto at Philadelphia. Once again, no Joel Embiid. At 8 o'clock, it'll be Indiana at Utah. And then nine, at 9.30, uh, the Heat and the Clippers will get it on from the Staples Centers. Jimmy Butler versus Paul George. That should be a whole lot of fun. Again, no, uh, no TNT Thursday games till after the football season. <laughs> they basically surrender and say, you know what? We don't get good rains, and we'll just put the rains on NBA. We'll just put our games on NBA TV for right now until January. So, for those of you who are wondering why we haven't seen any you know, TNT Thursday night TNT games lately, that's why the last couple of weeks. So, there you go. And that's and that's your look ahead. Uh, to the NBA uh, schedule for this week. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports in Lakina here with you. If you want to make a comment on any of our topics that are during today's show, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to do anything or say anything uh, out of touch or, or stupid, Lakina will probably give you the boot. Bye bye. <laughs> Let's go over and review some of the key games from last weekend in college football as my cheat sheet just went blank. But uh, but one score that I wanted to discuss with you, Lakina, it seems like this team barely got by, but I know they're on the outside looking in in terms of the uh, college football playoff. It was uh, Ohio State over Nebraska 26-17. Yeah, they really needed their defense to pull that out for them. And, and, and look, I think, you know, it, it just I look. Am I impressed with Ohio State? No, I mean C.J. Stroud had two interceptions, so mm -hmm. that's you know the poor Nebraska. I mean, you, know, you thought maybe it probably may have found had them on the ropes, but they didn't. You know, they pulled off a big play late. You know, they couldn't get through. So 
you know, another mm-hmm. tough loss for Nebraska. But you know what? I think if you're Ohio State, you're just you look, you're you're fine with you know, folks not really noticing you. So hey, it's it's cool. Georgia had no problems getting by Missouri uh, 43 to 6. Uh, North Carolina upset Wake Forest 58 to 55. A PlayStation score. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a, a crazy game, you know, from start to finish. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Wake Forest, you know, you know, bye bye to them, and then the ranks of the un- undefeated. So they've had like probably one of their best seasons in a while. And we'll get to another team that suffered a top ten loss. You know, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll we'll get right to it. I know. Um, I look. I think Mac Brown. I think really needed this win for you know for him and his team psyche because you know they under have underachieved this year. So. A win like this, especially a kind of like one of those like sort of grinded out, you know, scrappy wins, you know, you'll take it. Um, Sam Howell, who you know, a lot of people thought could could be back in the highest race. We'll you know, we'll see. You know, 216 yards of a touchdown. Ty Chandler was the story there. 213 rushing yards and four touchdowns. You know, just unbelievable. And like I said before, it was definitely a video game game. You know, Sean Har- Sean Harmer for uh for Wake Forest. I mean, he was being considered for the highest. Sam Harmer, I should say, should who people thought were considered for a Heisman Trophy, and he probably could still be, but he had two interceptions, including a couple of late ones that led to that uh, North Carolina um, comeback. So, you know, a tough loss for Wake Forest, but, yeah, if you're like like you said, if you're Mac Brown, you get another upset against a top-10 team. Speaking of upsets, let's go to big, to the Big Ten. Number 20, the Minnesota Golden Gophers lose at home by eight to the Illinois final line. I, am I reading this correctly? Brett Bielma actually has his kids motivated. They won their last two road games against Ray DePaulis. Of course they did. Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Seems only fitting, right, that Illinois would, uh, of course, they have a stinker against Rutgers, you know, after being Penn State. Then they come back and beat a top 20 team in Minnesota. You know, keeping them from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, now they don't have they don't control their own destiny in the, in the Big Ten West. So I again I don't know. Uh, they, they, you know the defense intercepted Tanner Morgan, you know, two, twice, and Chase Brown had uh, 147 yards. You know, it was just a you know, from what I heard, it was an ugly game. I didn't watch it because I didn't think I needed to, but it was I a didn't pretty, either. <laughs> it was a pretty ugly game. You know, I think Minnesota tried to get you know get it together, but I think you know Morgan had uh, one of those interceptions with like you know late that probably could have you know stopped the drive that probably could have you know gotten Minnesota to tie it. So. Now they're no, they no longer uh, control their own destiny in the the Big Ten West. We'll tell you who in just a second. But another upset too in the top ten, uh, Purdue did again. You know this time they beat Michigan State at home, and uh, Aiden O'Connell had three touchdown passes, five hundred thirty six yards, five hundred thirty six yards. So they, you mm-hmm. know it was definitely an air raid attack. Look, Jeff Bromville has actually gotten some of these top 10 teams numbers the second straight you know win against the top team is overall like six straight six win against the top 10 team so just just remarkable they were able to the defense you know for the boilermakers you know they came in you know they had a, you know, a couple you know had an interception you know that stall drives for sparty they just they were able to, to tame you know kenny walker jr which is not a tough t- which is not a tough mm-hmm. task i mean they did what they could you know he still rushed for 136 yards but yeah, you know, they can't. They stopped them when they needed to. So another big win for the for the Boilers. So boiler up. Yeah, shout out to our buddy Armando. The Illini played Greasy D and the all ran all over Minnesota. Yeah, that's if you do that the majority of the time, you will win your share of ball games. Uh, let's go to ACC action. The University of Miami, the U. <laughs> you guys can see on my screen. I do a U, but uh, the U defeated Georgia Tech 33-30. As we mentioned, Lakina. Miami has been having injury problems, injury issues mm-hmm. all season long, but they're uh, right around 500. 
Uh, uh, I know you mentioned their head coach could be on the hot seat, but they've been showing up these last couple weeks. Yeah, and I think they might have finally found themselves a quarterback as well. So, uh, again, I think Miami, you know, of course, you know, Manny Diaz, the job security is being, you know, in question, but they've, they've played very well lately. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke had another 300, passed for another 389 <laughs> yards and, look, I, and a, you know, a touchdown, but, you know, three touchdowns, I should say. But, yeah, I mean, you know, look, they're, they're three and two in the, in the ACC Coastal Division. So, I like a delayed division, I should say. But, uh, yeah, so look, I, I think they could probably maybe finish strong and perhaps get into a bowl game. Maybe that'll buy you know many ideas some time. But again, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Michigan had a nice bounce back win against Indiana, twenty nine to seven. So and well, with also with Michigan State losing, so they're kind of like right there, like you know peeking around in the Big Ten East Division. So a lot still could be decided there. You know, with Ohio State and Penn State, you know, Penn State can still you know, make a play for it. So a lot to be decided in that division. Yeah, and Pac-12 football, uh, the Arizona Wildcats finally get their first win of the season, defeating uh, Cal 10-3. Yeah, if you're Cal, that, that's, yeah, that that's not, that, that's you. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, God, I don't know what's going on over there at Cal. Um, but, uh, look, you know, good for Arizona. I know they got a first-year head coach, and I know that they've been, you know, it's been kind of like a, a tough season for them, but, you know, it's a 20-game losing streak that they broke. It's the longest winning, longest streak losing streak in Pac-12 history. So you're able to break that streak, and hopefully, you can finish strong and build up for next year. So a nice win for them. Uh, Oklahoma State, um, it beats beats a pretty tough. Um, like who did they beat? I forgot. Just like, West, oh, Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia. That was a that was a really good score, and they they kind of dominated too from the word go. I mean, people thought that you know I don't I thought that this was going to be a, a tough game for them, but it turns out it was close for a little bit. But you know, you know the Cowboys were able to pull away late. Yeah, your favorite team for this year. I'm using air quotes for those of you uh, watching <laughs> and listening. Uh, number ten, uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They dominated Navy thirty-four to six. We won't review that one for your sanity, Lakina. <laughs> That's the least I could do. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. But the number six ranked team in the nation, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, they barely hold on to, to defeat Tulsa twenty-eight twenty. Yeah, this is this isn't going to help them. They need a, a fumble uh, on the goal line to. You know, to kind of steal the win for them, and look, this is a, these are type of games that are not going to help you if you're trying to get into the into the playoff. This will not help you. Yeah, and also too with Oklahoma being off, you know, you're you're kind of like if you're an Oklahoma fan, you're kind of rubbing your hands saying, "Aha, we can we can sneak in here now." So, you know, this won't this will not help them. I think the best that Cincy can do and just win the rest of their games and just hope you know everything else sort of falls in front, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything else falls in front of them. Uh, impact uh, in Big Twelve action, I should say. Baylor uh, was upset by TCU, thirty twenty eight. Yeah, some upheaval over there at TCU. They got rid of their longtime head coach Gary Patterson. You know, they moved decided to part ways, and and look good for them for you know pulling it together and you know, you know pulling off a pretty big upset. So Baylor, look Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They're kind of in the driver's seat in a collision course. Of course, they play each other in a couple of weeks, but. In the fourth course, the Bedlam series, but you know they they have other you know Baylor I think can kind of be that team that sort of like can break that you know that's that ceiling. But you know with that loss to TCU and they still got to play Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, you know they can still uh, I, mean, I mean Oklahoma already Oklahoma State they already beat them, so you know this doesn't help them at all. But you know good win for TCU and the and sort of like the tough week they've had. 
In SEC action, 14 went to Texas A&M Aggies. They upset number 13 Auburn 20-3 to in dominating fashion. I was really disappointed in Auburn. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Bo Nix, you know, went back to the bad Bo Nix. You know, mm -hmm. Only 153 yards. What did we talk about on Friday, Lakina? Quarterback yeah. play. Yeah, and you know, also looks at because Calzada. I mean, he's becoming banged up. You know, but it was there. It was I say a spill of their running back, 112 yards. Also, Devin Achen, uh, 98 yards. So they they combined for over 200 yards, like most of their rushing yards. So that sort of helped them. You know, they kept drives going, and Auburn. You know. Never mind the quarterback play. The Auburn, the Auburn defense just couldn't stop them, couldn't slow them down. So, you know, no socks and, you know, just a, things are now really weird over there in SEC West. Going back to the Big Ten, number 21, ranked uh, Wisconsin Badgers. They dominated Rutgers 52-3. As we told you guys the last couple of weeks, Wisconsin, after starting out the year one and three, uh, they are now turning it around. Can they, I'm not going to sit here and say, can they get to the Big Ten title game? I think that's way too early for that. Uh, even if they went out the rest of the schedule, it's still going to be tough, but they can get into a better bowl game right now. Actually, they can. They're actually with Minnesota okay. losing to Illinois. Wisconsin's now in the driver's seats in the Big okay. Ten West. So, you know, and they're, and they're getting better at the right time. I and mean, Graham Murtios, you know, passed for you know, another couple more touchdowns, passed for 240 yards. Also, to their running game, you know, let, you know let, let's go back to what's actually been good for, for them. Mm -hmm. You know, for the running game. I mean, I think that's sort of like, I think they realize, oh, you know, we actually have a couple of good running backs. You got a good one here, Braylon yeah. Allen. 120, 129 yards, you know, and a touchdown. Also, to, also to uh, Chase Chase Malusi had uh, a touchdown rush as well, how much a touchdown as well. So, you know, I think like I think Wisconsin sort of like getting better right at the, at the right time. And also, like I said before, now they now have the, they have the keys in the, you know, Big Ten West. Staying with the Big Ten, it was the Penn State Nittany Lions uh, dominating Maryland 31-14. Could they perhaps maybe make a case in the Big, you know, the Big Ten East? But they still have an outside shot. I mean, they still, like I said before, a lot still has to happen. They're still like everybody, you know, Michigan State, Michigan, of course, Michigan's already beat Michigan, but then they lost mm -hmm. to Purdue. They still got to play uh, Penn State. Of course, they play Ohio State, too, I think, next week. So still a lot to be decided there in the Big Ten East. So, you know, I think no – no one should be discouraged or no one should be too far ahead of themselves. You're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Colorful on a Monday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakin here with you as we review the key games from last Saturday's Week 10 Extra from the World of College Football. Let's go back to the SEC. Lakina Arkansas, which started out strong, that they've been struggling here over the last month. They get back on track with the upset win over Mississippi State 31-28. Rick, uh, Mike, Mike, let's just say she not, was not very happy. I think he saw the on his face when the final buzzer went off. And, and, you know, like you said, they've had a tough month, you know, losing to, you know, to, you know, it is just a win like this can only help your psyche. So I think if you're, you know, you'll take this win because I think, like you said, so they, they have not had a good month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, upsetting Mississippi state, I think a right Mississippi state team, mind you, I think that, that this is, and especially, you know, the fact that they had to kind of like pull it out late. So mm -hmm. they were able to kind of like, you know, get in there and sort of, you know, grind it out and win and, you know, got that, you know, that, that last touchdown, you know, and a two-point conversion to kind of help seal the win for them. So, you know, also their defense made a big stop, you know, in the, the last drive, you know, to kept, you know, the Bulldogs from tying the game. So you'll, you'll take this type of win, you know, again, it proves that you can kind of pull out these kinds of wins. So they lost a couple of times they won those type of type of games. They've lost a lot of these type of games before, so this only helps them. In the last game of the Ed Ergeron era for LSU, 
uh, against Alabama. Alabama survives it. Nevada score of 20 to 14. Lakina, I know, um, as I mentioned, Ed Erzon will be sick to his stomach, losing by six against the number two team in the nation. They had plenty of chances to sort of pull that out, and they weren't able to, you know, drops and, you know, you know, they had an interception, you know, Max Johnson had an interception late. So, you know, I know, look, I'm not like, I'm not sold on Alabama yet. I know people want to say, well, Alabama, you know, it's Alabama again. I know they only have one loss, but they could have lost a couple more times. So I'm not there yet with them. And look, they still got a lot to, to do, you know, Alabama does. So, but if you're LSU, yes, you probably are just kicking yourself that you couldn't be able to pull it out late, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, the Kentucky Wildcats ranked 18th in the nation. They were upset by Tennessee, 45-42. Yeah, yeah, tough loss there, but also too a good a good win for Josh Hype and the rest of that Tennessee um, the Tennessee Volunteers team. I think you know they've had some you know they've had like a couple of you know tough you know tough roads off the field. You know we won't we won't get into it. You guys can Google for yourselves, mm-hmm. but. You know, I think, you know, for psyche purposes, I think this only helps them. The fact that you're able to beat Kentucky, a red Kentucky team in Lexington. So, you know, good on them. Yeah, shout out to our, to the alumni of uh, this next school, the number 22 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Shout out to Maya Kai and uh, Alyssa Bergamy, both friends of this show. Uh, their school did well. They defeated Northwestern 17 to 12 in Evanston. <laughs> Yeah, they were. Yeah, Northwestern have didn't have a very good drive. They were, they thought that maybe they could probably come back. You know, they scored a touchdown, but they failed the two point conversion. Then they had another chance to perhaps maybe win it, but their final drive was just I don't know what they were doing in that final drive. But look, I think Iowa you need a win like this because of what happened the last couple of games. You know, last few games. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can look. You can still get in. You're four and two in the Big Twelve, Big Ten West still. So you can probably, but. You know, you're losing a lot of tiebreakers right now. So we'll we'll see if they can still make a go at it for the West. Number 23, Fresno State, they were upset and blown out by Boise State. Uh, the Broncos defeated them 40 to 14. Payback. I think it was paid out from a couple of years. <laughs> you I think? think? I think it was paid out from a few years ago when they were on the verge of an undefeated season and they, they, got, you know, they got shellacked and, you know, Maybe Fresno State thought that maybe they had a good uh, outside shot. Maybe perhaps maybe sing it's that New Year's Six game. But uh, Boise said, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You're going to do it to, you know, a little payback time. So, and they and the Broncos got it. So, a nice win for the Broncos on the road. And then, look, that, that, that place was rocking in Fresno, California. So, I'm sure they were very disappointed when Boise State kind of dominated them. Yeah, a couple more scores for you guys to review. Uh, the number four team in the country, they have the last college football playoff spot as of now. The Oregon Ducks defeated Washington 26-16. Uh, to 16. A lot of the people there in Washington, they, you know, their coach, you know, the coach got into one of the assistants, the assistants got fired, but now the coaches, the school suspended the coach, you know, Jimmy Lake for the for Saturday's game because of the altercations and stuff. It's just, oh, just a, just a lot of like upheaval in uh, this once proud Washington program. And mm-hmm. it, it's not looking good for them right now. Now on the flip side though, if you're Oregon, I think you're proving to folks that, Hey, we deserve to be in the top four. I'm, you know, I'm sure folks were probably saying that, wait, Oregon, uh, but Ohio state winning, they, Ohio state keeping winning at Fresno state. I know they lost to Boise state, but you know, that Fresno game, I think helps them. You know, Anthony Brown had a touchdown, had a touchdown, a pass and a run. You know, they had, he had an earlier session, but they were able to overcome it. And Travis Dye had 211 yards, you know, and a touchdown. You probably think he should be getting some Heisman love too, but you know, I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, Kelvin, Kelvin, they would have led the way, of course, for the defense. 
you know, with three tackles. But it was Noah Sewell, who also another big, you know, big play on that defense. He had 10 tackles for also two of five, you know, solo tackles. So you know, a really good, a really good win, of course, from these two, these two rivals, because they, you know, they lost in the last time they played a couple of years ago in a few years ago in Seattle. So this was sort of like their payback. Yeah, the forgotten Clemson Tigers and Dabu Sweeney squad, they defeated Louisville on the road 30-24. to Back to West Coast action. Arizona State dominates USC. Herb Edwards, woohoo! They get by mm-hmm. USC 31-16. A big win uh, for the Sun Devils. Yeah, I think USC is just, you know, I think they're just waiting, like, okay, who's their next coach going to be? <laughs> I mean, it, it just didn't look good, like you said. Like you said, said I think if you're, you you may have an outside shot if you're Arizona State to try to kind of sneak in there in the, in the Pac-12 South, but a lot has to happen. Jalen Daniels had a couple of interceptions, but they, they you know, which you know didn't lead to too much, but he was able to overcome that. It was actually Arizona State's defense that kind of you know helped propel them. So they had a couple of inter- you know a couple of interceptions between them. So. You know, it was just a, one of those weird games that kind of like you know you you see you see, a sa- you see the stats and you thought hmm, but you know it's strange strange to happen in back twelve football. And our last score will be San Diego State. They are now in the top twenty five. They rank number twenty four. They get by Hawaii seventeen ten. And the big noon Saturday game for next week. We'll get into more on Friday. Is number eight Oklahoma going to number twelve Baylor? Should be. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure Baylor's not going to be in a very good mood after that loss. After right. that loss, but <laughs> but again, Oklahoma's been off, so maybe their defense has played a little. Will play a little bit better. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah. So that should be a fun one there. Again, we'll get to more. You know, we're getting to the down to the wire in college football. So folks, so. Yeah, you got know, a lot to be decided still. Yeah, we still have a couple minutes left here on Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. See Lakina here with you. Uh, just some breaking news coming in uh, from ESPN. Raiders cut former first-round pick Damon Arnett after video service of defensive back making death threats and banishing brandishing guns. So yeah. we talk about the Raiders going through it on and off the field and now at this incident uh, to what they're going through this year. Yeah, just oh, just just so much stuff going on off the field for the Raiders. I think I don't blame them for not looking good against the Giants yesterday. Of course, mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs a third, you know, and that sad, you know, tragedy. You know, a twenty-three-year-old woman lost her life because mm-hmm. he made it uh, allegedly made a terrible decision. Of course, you know, John Gruden stuff. Just a oof, just not 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 a good month for the Raiders on and off the off the field. I should say more or less. All right, last topic. Let's talk that hockey, Lakina. So there's been some some good news as far as uh, Chicago's West Side hockey team, and that's that's the Chicago Blackhawks. They fired Jeremy Colleton uh, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. As we know, Lakina, uh, not just in the news business, but in the sports uh, business as well. You know, Fridays and early sat- and Saturdays are usually news dump days because not too many people are paying attention. They worry about other things. But Hawks fans, including yours truly, were celebrated with high regard. Uh, this change was coming. Uh, of course, they waited to after they announced um, about the about the lawsuit and settlement and the mm-hmm. Cal Beach investigation. So uh, Jeremy Carlton is no longer there as the head coach. The Hawks played the, the National Predators last night. Uh, Derek King, the former AHL coach from the Rockford Ice Hawks, he'll be the new interim coach going forward. Uh, the Blackhawks gave him his first victory last night, courtesy of Alex DeBrinke, a.k.a. the Cat. His overtime winning goal put the Hawks on the board 2-1 to one with a great assist from Patrick Kane. Yeah, Lakina, I'm not saying this is going to be like the team – 
two years ago where they nearly made the playoffs, and that's the same year that the St. Louis Blues, they were in the same position as the Hawks, right in the bottom of that central division, but they ended up winning the Stanley Cup. And I'm saying even playoffs, even though I was one of the few ones that picked them to go in the playoffs, but uh, let's give them a couple of weeks to see what this, uh, what the Hawks are really made of. It's easy to come out and play your best to impress a new coach, but you know, you know, looking after a couple of weeks, you know, we'll we see how your team really plays. So let's give it some time to see how the Hawks look. But they played the good game last night. They actually held Nashville to 20 shots for the entire game. Yeah. Not a period, not a short stretch, but for a whole game. It was very nice to see. Yeah, definitely. They're they're I know the Ottawa game, you know, they 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 beat Iowa five to one to get their first win of the season earlier last week. But mm -hmm. this is probably their best overall game. The fact that they were able to pull mm -hmm. it out, pull it out in overtime, of course, I did bring it goal, you know, with the assist from Mr. Patrick King. Also, I want to give a shout out to the two young guys that are that called those games, you know, those last week of games. Of course, as you guys know, NBC Sports Chicago are gonna be trying out different folks. You know, you got you know Colby Cohen who you know, who is a former Hawk, Black Hawk Meyer leader. He's done a lot of, you know, multimedia stuff for the Hawks. He's now doing, going to be doing, um, you know, analyst games for them, of course, you know, in, in lieu of, you know, Eddie Olchek and whatever. He takes a break off to Chris Walters, who our girl Alyssa knows. You know, he went to Iowa as well. Yeah. You know, they they they, they did the, the games for the Black Hawks. They went two and two. So, they have, you know, they had a pretty good showing and they did a great job. So, I want to give those two, two young men a shout out. And also to ask for the Blackhawks again, we'll see. We'll see if they if they can you know put together something. I know that they actually put in a little bit more effort. So you know I'm mm -hmm. thinking that maybe again we'll see within the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to say that they're going to you know uh, cure any kind of you know good you know goodwill or good PR. But the Blackhawks need all the good PR they can get right now. Right. So if they can put it put together a really nice streak of games, you'll get to right at 500. Maybe make things a little bit interesting in the Western Conference in their division. We'll see. You never know. Yeah, they host the Pittsburgh Penguins, perhaps without Sidney Crosby tomorrow night. Of course, Still the COVID protocols. Yeah. Yeah, and the Pittsburgh beat the Hawks uh, early in the season a couple weeks ago in this in the Steel City. Of course, uh, one more reminder for you guys: the Bears, the Chicago Bears, will play the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Steel City tonight from Heinz Field on the Monday Night Football. That's at seven fifteen p.m. on ESPN. For those of you that that don't have cable, you can watch the game on Channel Nine at the same time at seven fifteen. WSESBFE, they won't tell you that, but we will. But <laughs> you can watch that game on, on Channel 9. Like, and also, too, check out our guy, Ivan Vargas. He'll be doing the uh, Barely pregame show. That's mm -hmm. tonight starting around 6.30, 6.45 or so right here on SportsZone Chicago. And then he'll have the post game uh, after the game wraps up as well. So yes. check out Ivan Vargas uh, with the pregame show and, and the postgame show. There's uh, um, the uh, Bears pre- and postgame show right here on SportsZone Chicago on YouTube and on the Sports Zone Chicago app. That's at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then, of course, immediately following the game, uh, you want to tune into what Ivan has to say uh, about tonight's Bears-Steelers contest. Lakina, another great show. Let's wrap it up. All right. Enjoy all the, the week's games. Coming off to college hoops. College hoop season starts tomorrow, folks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of great games coming up. We'll get more into in depth into that. A later date, but even still, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you 
Subscribe to War on Anchor on these podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor, to listen to the audio version of this program, Sega City Sports, and follow War Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, once again, at W-A-R-R Media. And, and thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Yep. Lakina, take us home. All right, enjoy the weather. It's gonna get a little. I know it's been nice the last couple of days, but uh, yes, Amanda, we will see you on Friday. But enjoy the games, everyone. For said, I'm the king. Be good to each other. Wash your hands, and if you're not gonna get vaccinated, you know at least wear a mask. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and as Amanda said, we'll see you Friday. Go Bulls! Holla! <laughs>